0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, Welcome to the 69th annual FCB business meeting. (laughs) All right. At this time, I would ask... Eugene Badke from Pinellas Council to uh, lead us in the pledge, so please stand.
2: Sally, could you please start over with the roll call? Yes. Okay, Braille
3: Revival League of Florida, chapter at large members. Terry Suarez. Correlation for the concerns of the totally blind. CCTB is present. Florida Council of Citizens with Low Vision. We're here. All right. Greater Miami Council of the Blind. Paul Edwards. Greater Orlando Council of the Blind. Guide Dog Users of Florida. Tom Hansen. Halifax Council of the Blind. Jacksonville Council of the Blind. Manatee Council of the Blind. Miami Beach Council of the Blind. Um, Miami Metro Council of the Blind. Northwest Florida Council of the Blind. Palm Beach Council of the Blind, Pinellas Council of the Blind, Randolph Shepard Vendors of Florida, Sarasota Council of the Blind, Southwest Florida Council of the Blind, Tallahassee Council of the Blind, Tampa Council of the Blind, President, First Vice President, Second Vice President, Recording Secretary, Membership Secretary here, Immediate Past President, at-Large members, I know John's here. John's here, okay. Okay, Access Committee, Jim Crott, Archi- I mean, um, yeah, Archives Committee, Elizabeth Bowden, Awards Committee, Barbara Brown, Budget and Finance Committee, Mark Lear, uh, Constitution and Bylaws Committee, Cynthia Hawkins, Convention Committee, Katie Lear, Credentials Committee, Fundraising Committee, Dan Spoon, Executive Committee, Sheila Young, Employment Committee, Barbara Brown, Education, Leadership, Scholarships, uh, Governmental Affairs, Membership, Publications and Publicity, Shelley Sawyer, Project Insight, Nancy Folsom, Resolutions, uh, Paul Edwards, and Technology, Jason Goldfield. That completes the roll call, Madam President. Next on the agenda is approval
1: of the minutes from the 2021 business meeting from our convention. Hopefully, everybody received them because they were emailed out. I make a motion to
4: approve the minutes as distributed.
1: Thank you, Dan Spoon. Cassandra seconded. Any additions or corrections? When you make a motion or second, Mary would appreciate it very much for minutes purposes, if you would state your name when you make your motion.
2: Also, I would like to comment, Madam President, that Jim Crot is here. All in favor, say aye.
1: (laughs) Opposed. So next on the agenda will be the election of
5: officers. Mr. Hall, are you here? Okay, uh, here is, first, I'm going to start by giving you the the nominating committee report. We did meet last night, and here are the slate of officers that were mentioned that were chosen by the nominating committee. The nominating committee chose as president the candidate is Sheila Young. As first vice president, Mikey Wiseman. As second vice president, Cassandra Jesse. As recording secretary, Mary Tyson as Membership Secretary, Sally Benjamin, and as Treasurer, Mark Lear. This is the slate that the committee came up with. Now, do you want me to go to the next, go to the next thing, Sheila? Yes, sir. Okay. Leading off, we open the floor now for nominations from the floor. Are there any other nominations for president? Are there any other nominations for president? And third time, are there any other nominations for president? Mr. Chair,
4: I move that nomination to cease at the be elected by application. Is there a
5: second? Oh, several seconds. Okay, mention the name, who it is. Of course, Paul made the motion. Who seconded? Okay, DJ. Good. Thank you very much. Any questions? Okay. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? No. Aye. All right, next, moving on to first vice president. The committee has chosen Mikey Wiseman as first vice president as a candidate. Are there any nominations from the floor? Okay, Doug, you move to close? Second, Good. You got that, Mary? I do. Okay, all in favor say aye. 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 Okay, thank you. Okay, for second vice president, the committee... The committee suggests Cassandra Jesse. Are there any nominations from the floor for second vice president? Second. Are there any nominations from the floor for second vice president? Cheers. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Eugene? Good. Thank you. Okay. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you very much. Congratulations. Okay. Now, Uh, For recording secretary, the committee suggests Mary Tyson. Are there any nominations from the floor for recording secretary? You know, you can speak. Oh, by the way, you know, you can nominate yourself. Um, Any other nominations for recording secretary? Paul Lewis second. Good. Thank you. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much. Um, okay, the committee recommends Mark Lear as treasurer. Are there any other nominations for treasurer of FCB? I think I heard Mar, um, Mark is first. Okay, as a second? Greg, okay. All right, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much. The committee recommends Sally Benjamin again. Uh, for Membership Secretary, are, are there any other nominations from the floor for Membership Secretary? One to so second. One, so Seconds. Seconds, good. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much.
6: We're going to do Constitution Amendments now, please. The Constitution and Bylaw Committee uh, recommended changes to be voted on at the convention and the FCB to the FCB policy manual first. Uh, we would be adding number three, um, and I'll tell you where it goes in a second. Three, FCB first timer spons- sponsorship program. Each FCB local or special interest chapter may recommend one member who has never attended an FCB convention to receive financial assistance from FCB in the amount of $100 to help defray convention expenses. The recommended first-timer's name must be submitted to the FCB treasurer at least one month before the convention. To receive the FCB contribution in the form of a check, the recipient must attend the FCB First Timers Workshop, accompanied by a member of their chapter. The chapter may match or exceed the FCB contribution as they see fit. Um, this provision, this proposal was approved by the FCB Constitution and Bylaws Committee on 10-11, 2021 for insertion into the FCB policy manual as number three under the meetings section uh, and then renumber the remaining following sections as four and five respectively. Um, That is our first proposal, Madam President. Should I go on to the second? No, let's go ahead and vote on that one.
7: Typically, the, the policy manual is handled by the Board of Directors and it, it, it is not considered to be a direct part of our Constitution and bylaws. And so my question is, is it the intent of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee to now make every amendment to the policy manual a matter for that body? And if so, where is the authority to do that?
8: We wanted to
6: make certain that our um, there was a first-timers program actually placed into some of our some governing uh, document and we we did feel that the most appropriate place would be the policy manual um, and procedurally if it's improper for us to vote on that as as a proposal then I would propose that we um, recommend that the executive committee adopt this change to the policy manual.
7: I, mean, I, I I don't mind. I just think it's a precedent that that might be tough for you guys to deal with, because then every time there's a question about the policy manual, you're suddenly you're suddenly going to have to deal with it. So,
6: Well, um, I don't I don't as far as a, if it's if it's just a procedural matter, I think that it helps to have the um, Constitution and Bylaws Committee first consider the change sure. and then then make that uh, recommendation. Um, if it's if it if the procedure would be better served by us just recommending to the executive committee that we do so um, that- the problem here was we didn't see a place in right. our Constitution and/or bylaws right. for this important uh, change because and our our, our dear president um, treasurer um, Mark Lear had made this recommendation because there's been um, Let's see the I don't think the legal term is willy-nilly, but there's uh you know, there's been some uh questions by members uh and new timers how they get paid, where they get paid. Yeah. How much do they get paid? And so, even though right. this has been a longstanding practice, there's never been any proper procedure, and the the treasurer needed some uh, assistance. So, um, because it's Madam been. Madam Chair, really I was I hard.
7: withdraw my objection as long as, as as long as it's been on the on on the table where we're going and 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 how we're getting there. Thank you.
9: Uh, Cynthia, I just the way the policy is written, it said the chapters may match up to $100. Uh, When the when the whole program was put in place, the idea was that Florida Council of the Blind would put up $100 if the chapter would put up $100. To allow for $200 so a first-timer could truly have most of their expenses paid for the convention. I'm not comfortable with the word may. I would feel much more comfortable with the word will. Okay. Uh, Or must. So do I have to make that as a motion?
6: So it should probably be um, the chapter must match.
9: The At least one hundred dollars. If they right, want to do right. more, that's yes. that's okay. their prerogative. Yes,
6: the chapter must match or exceed the FCB contribution as they see
9: fit. As, as, as opposed to may, correct? Yes, yes, okay. That would be my uh, uh, that would be my proposed amendment to the policy language.
6: I, I accept that
1: amendment. Does anyone need Cynthia to read the change, or do you understand the change? Okay, thank you.
10: I just want to thank the Bylaws Committee for taking a look at it and I, uh, it, it just was necessary very much. And Dan, thank you for your friendly amendment thing. And uh, I hope it comes better for us. Thank you.
0: Um, I'm concerned about the limitation of one. Um, if you have um, more than one member uh, wants to become a first timer, we're trying to grow our membership here at FCB. Uh, I can foresee a situation where, um, somebody, maybe more than some, but one somebody gets left out. That's my concern. So I would like to have that stricken from the amendment, the limitation of one.
8: Well, James, you're absolutely right. Um, so the chapter itself can have as many first-timers as they would like. So because we're saying that doesn't mean that... So the chapter... So let's just say Halifax... Um, can have four. FCB will help us with one, and Halifax can pay for the other three, so that they still can get the experience of um, coming for, to the to the convention for the first time, learning what we do and getting involved. So it's not saying that you know that it can't happen. It's just saying that Florida Council of the Blind will help us with one and we um, and then we we can have as many as we would like. Does that answer your question?
11: It's not a question, it's a statement. At our chapter, for instance, if, uh, well, I'm not the president, I'm the past president, but what we used to do is that if we have four voice timers, we will split it equally between them so nobody don't feel like they get left out or anything we buy against them or something. Because then we have a problem if we just give it to one person and the other rest spend money
8: also and didn't get included. The,
6: one of the things we were th- reasons we rationales we used for the one is to make it equal. Um, there could be some chapters who send five or six new timers, um, newcomers each year, whereas one o- one may only send one and. It just seems that that to have FCB pay for one um, for every chapter was the most um, egalitarian way to uh, proceed, Mr. Treasurer. In the past, has the practice been to pay for any uh, new timer who was uh, brought to the brought to the convention to pay the one hundred? Is that the Common practice, because what this is trying to do is just to routinize and place in our bylaws the what the program has traditionally been. So I would ask our treasurer whether that's been a, a, the normal case.
10: It be it. What you've done so far, Cynthia, is really kind of outline some things. I um, Lorraine is right because that's what her. Chapter does. if They have four members. I, they give me the hundred. I give them a hundred. And so they get 200. They divide it however many ways. $50 doesn't seem to, um, <clears throat> doesn't seem to cover much of their convention. But, um, the first timer and I, I like what, what James is thinking, what Cassandra said. Um, Halifax has never done because sometimes we've never had more than one member who's a first-timer. But my feeling is if the the person that we as Halifax recommends to be the first-timer, if they go that one time, then the other people, if they go to the convention too, they can never be a first-timer. Each chapter can only send one. If Halifax, for example, because that's what I'm most familiar with, they could, if they wanted to, if they had two members that were a first-timer, they can handle it however they choose to see and see fit. But only one person for them could be a first-timer as as the, as the getting the $200 check in the budget, yes.
12: Okay. Um, I would also like to make a comment as well. I think, and Cynthia, you can correct me on this, I think the reason we use the word may sponsor for a hundred dollars is because we felt like maybe some chapters that were smaller could not afford the hundred dollars and that brings me to a question that if a chapter is very small and doesn't have the hundred dollars to send a person um,
6: what would we do in that instance the qualifier there is as they say see fit um, we 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 had if I recall, we had kicked around as their budget allows, um, as the, um, we said may, and and it was one of the proposals was as the budget allows to then bring in, um, allow those smaller chapters um, to not be required to spend the $100. Um, So so that's a possibility here that we could, put in must but then as the budget allows rather than as they see fit that would cover um those chapters i know it's a technicality folks but that would cover um those chapters that didn't have an an adequate budget
1: well and i will tell those that don't know that years ago fcb did pay for more than one first timer and it was voted I don't remember what year, but it was changed because the budget wasn't great and we didn't have the extra money. And if FCB, if we have 20 chapters and we've got five first timers from each chapter, that's a hundred dollars.
13: So my question is... To what the gentleman behind me was saying, um, was sending multiple people. I was a first timer last year. And, uh, my name is Shanine Lee from Greater Orlando Council of the Blind. And we had three or four first timers come as a chapter. We voted who would be the one that our chapter sponsored and pay for to come, which one our chapter would give our funds to, and then FCB gave the $100. So our chapter gave the $100 to the first timer that our chapter voted for, and then FCB gave the $100, and the other three people who were first timers from our chapter did not get paid to come. They just came on their own. So it's kind of like with the DKM award, you can apply for it, and if you win it, that's great. And American Council of the Blind will pay for all your expenses, but once you go to the convention,
11: you've no, gone once. You person. can
13: apply for J.P. Morgan Chase, but no more are you a first timer. But I don't understand why we can't send like at the monetary value. I get it; like you can't FCB maybe can't pay for two people from each chapter, and and I think the smaller chapters, I know that come couldn't pay for a first-timer to come because they're so small and only had 10 members at time. So, you know, they couldn't afford the hundred to match. So if you put the must, that might be really, really hard for the small brand new chapters. So I agree that they they have to match something, but maybe they can't pay the whole hundred. So I know that our chapter is fabulous because we have great fundraising team. and I And I know there's a bunch of other chapters that are, but that that was a question I had too. Like, why can't we maybe make it two first timers per chapter instead of just one?
10: I, I first of all, I whether you, I think the way Cynthia's written it is that the chapters can decide what they want to do. Um, I also like in Cynthia's motion, and it's very necessary for me as the treasurer to know who or if before. I get to the convention so I could have the check ready for the people. So I think that's important. Um, this is noted at this point. Um, and um, I think the motion, right, or the uh, bylaw or the policy manual statement um, right now addresses this issue. How, and it says, however, the other one a chapter does wanna do it, they can. And I think we need to call for the question.
6: I I just want to make certain that we are now, um, the second amendment that's being made is in the last, um, uh, there will be two uh, amendments to the last sentence. The chapter must match or exceed the FCB contribution as their budget allows. That sounds good to me. So instead of as they see fit, because that will allow smaller chapters to be more specific as to allowing smaller chapters.
14: Yeah, to if they give me fifty dollars we'll would just right. you know, be one hundred and fifty. Right. Okay.
10: All those in favor of the mo- of the uh, change to the policy manual section three. All those in favor. Aye. Opposed.
15: Okay, well, this is Gabriel. I I don't know if this is timely at this point. I had raised my hand a moment ago. I'm a big proponent of going back to the spirit of the legislation or the policy or whatever we want to call it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, We're in the organization. So when this was created, this was an incentive program. It is not meant to be that FCB is going to cover For someone to come to convention. We know $100 is not going to cover the entire cost, but it's just an incentive. And if we open it for more than one member, then, you know, a chapter can come up one day and say we have 12 new timers. And uh, I just like to use a word that Cynthia used, egalitarian. So that was my comment.
0: Okay, so this is Dan. My question is, um, it's not clear to me whether, if the chapter can only afford 50, does that mean FCB only matches the 50?
10: The FCB will pay 100, Dan.
0: Okay. Okay.
10: I thought I heard you say something that I said that if the, uh, if the chapter wants to pay me 50 bucks, then the person that is the first timer will get $150 because that's what they provided. And, and so if they go over the two of the hundred and they say, "Ah, I want to give them 150, uh, then, then they get the check of 250. But the more important thing of this whole thing for me as the treasurer is to know who the first timer is. You know, if you even have one.
6: FCB Constitution proposed new language, um, which was approved by the FCB Constitution and Bylaws Committee on uh, September 13th, 2021. And this is to the Constitution. Article 4, voting. Add section D, as in dog. Voting on all issues at any meeting shall be conducted via voice vote. For voice votes, in-person attendees shall vote via the protocol provided, including, but not limited to, standing, hand-raising, and or roll call votes. Virtual attendees shall cast votes by the protocol provided for by the adopted remote meeting platform or client program in addition there shall be a roll call of affiliates by which official affiliate delegates shall announce the votes of their respective organizations that is the end of the proposed amendment which would add uh, a section d to article 4 voting
1: do i have a motion to accept the
6: amendment
8: We'll Thank
1: you. Is there any discussion?
12: I, Madam President, I wanted to say I did not hear any provisions regarding a secret ballot.
16: Yep. This is Mikey. While we're in discussion, I'm I mean I wanna state I, I will be moving forward with this. I I, I just want to to acknowledge that it, this is this sounds like we have found a happy medium, but there's sacrifices being made on on what has historically been the anonymity of the votes. Um, I I, I believe that if somebody who and I, I guess Doug is here or we are here, I, 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 is anybody prepared to discuss? Uh, potential safety nets or protocols in a forward-looking approach to, to develop some anonymity. I realize that this was developed to be as inclusive as possible uh, given the times that we've lived through and what we are expecting to continue to endure. Um, but, but was anonymity g- given some thought, Cynthia, or, 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 or was this just um, the, the quickest way to get things done?
6: Um yes uh thank you Mikey and thank you Patricia. Um we did discuss anonymity. Um as I recall there were there there was some division um on the committee regarding um the the seeming lack of an- anonymity. Um the and particularly the anonymity of those in um uh, that are actually present um at the meeting is still retained um because we you know it says it's not limited to any of these there we could still use paper ballots if they wanted um, or some other form of, of of secret ballot um the thought was that that i recall and patricia please uh correct me if i'm wrong by hand raising um the only person who would know who raised their hand would be the monitor of the um, of the proceeding. And in other groups, other uh, ACB affiliates have utilized the hand raising and had an independent third party count the hands. And um, that was thought to uh, retain anonymity for those who are not uh, who are attending the Uh, convention in a hybrid virtual format um so that was the thought that was a hand
2: on your committee which is Jim Crott
6: okay right okay yes and so I just wanted to say that those those were some of the thoughts that came came about and there is another affiliate that does use the hand raising and I will um I appreciate that Uh, as you were speaking I remembered that we did discuss that
12: so thank you for clarifying that
17: Go ahead, Jim. I think it's 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 short and simple. This amendment was designed to deal with hybrid uh, conventions. That was the point of it. The point of this this particular amendment was not to deal with anonymity. That is certainly something that the committee can come back with. Um, but I I think that the. the Bottom line of it is, as this is written, um, this was 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 put forth to deal with hybrid uh, meetings, and that's all. And we either vote it up or we vote it down. Uh, if in a future time we do something about anonymity, that's a totally different issue. Thank you.
9: My understanding, if I if I understood this correctly, this is related to expanding the voice vote. So it includes not only people in the 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 banquet room, but those on Zoom, so everybody gets counted for a voice vote. If the body requests a record vote or a roll call vote, then that's done by our delegate process. Is that my understanding? So this is just to start the process with the president that says, I hear from a voice vote, yay or nay. But at any point in time, if the body wishes to rise and say with a n- minimum number, we would like to request a roll call vote, that would still happen. And that would be through the delegate process. Is that correct? Or are we throwing out the delegate process that we've used for the last 19 years by, by this new deed?
6: When the committee uh, considered this amendment, we did not i do not recall any discussion and maybe jim or patricia or barbara can can inform my memory we did not discuss quote quote throwing out the delegate process
12: no
1: i don't believe we did so dan dan is asking it's just for voice vote, voice vote correct
6: that's what so, i would i would say sorry. It, yeah that wasn't our they're both there Okay, Paul, go ahead.
7: For, for a very long time, um, this organization has used an approach to voting um, that, in, in, in my opinion, um, is not a particularly democratic one. And I've encouraged the organization in the past um, to try to change that. Um, I think this question doesn't do that and what I would be tempted to do, madam chair of the of the constitution and bylaws committee is to move an amendment that that the reference to uh, roll call votes be taken out of this amendment um, because I, the only time we've used, quote, roll call votes in this organization in its whole history is for elections. And it seems to me to accomplish what you want with this amendment, the best way to do that is to simply take the reference to roll call votes out and leave it as an expansion of the way that voice votes would operate. And I would move that as an amendment.
6: So you're you're moving... Um Paul's uh, amendment would strike the sentence. Now, as it says here, voting on all issues at any meeting shall be conducted via voice vote. And this is voice votes. And then we did include, because our intention was not to um, in any way, uh, quote, throw out, unquote, the delegate bro- voting process, we did include the sentence. In addition, there shall be a roll call of affiliates by which official affiliate delegates shall announce the votes of their respective organizations. We just and, wanted to make sure. And, and I would clear move that, that sentence
7: we, be removed yes, because yes. because it only applies to voting in elections. And I think that's a process we eventually need to fix, but for the moment, it just muddies the water in this amendment.
6: Okay, so that so that so that it would be because we wanted to make it clear that we weren't um, uh, changing the delegate process. So right. your amendment would be to take that sentence out to make it even clearer that Correct. our p- purpose is not to, uh, the- our intent is not to muddy the waters with delegate voting. Yes, ma'am. Um, So committee members, would that be a friendly amendment or 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 does any do any of the committee members want to speak before we decide whether to accept that? I would support
12: Paul's suggestion, Madam Chair.
6: Okay. anybody else, Jim?
17: Uh, yes, um, I, I don't think that's a friendly amendment. I, I don't think it's an unnecessary thing to do, but that is not what we, we concluded we would do. I think there was supposed to be um, a committee formed to deal with that whole issue of the roll call vote. I think that change is something that needs to be put forth before this body. But I don't think this amendment was designed to effectuate that change. And I don't think that group ever met. We certainly need to do that, but I don't think that's really friendly to what this particular amendment was to do. only to clarify uh, voting with respect to how we were gonna handle um, Zoom participants, and it's being uh, expanded well beyond that. Uh, That's my position.
6: So you would not support uh, deleting the sentence, in addition, there shall be a roll call of affiliates by which official affiliate delegates shall announce the votes of their respective organizations?
17: Not as a friendly amendment if you want to okay. fix it instead of saying in addition and say, when voice votes, um, when r- roll call votes are, are affected, this shall not apply or something like that. But in addition, could be changed. But but otherwise, I don't think it's friendly amendment. No, I think it it's a totally different subject.
1: Cynthia, does your committee want to withdraw this for now and discuss it further? After, because on the agenda, the task force for voting hybridly is on the agenda. Do you want to withdraw it or do you want to move forward with the, with the vote? Um, well, it we
17: shouldn't could... be withdrawn because then you can't impact voting for, um, for Zoom members until next year. That's the only problem with withdrawing it
6: although we've had several we had the election via zoom just we're going five around minutes in ago. circles here
1: guys we need to make a decision here bless you
6: i would i would i at this point um jim i i i, I want to make it clear that we weren't our intention and we didn't even discuss affecting delegate voting so Correct. i so i i in my thought if we do delete that sentence that may make it that lessens the
17: muddiness um, because we well, I don't, don't know because where else is delegate voting provided for
14: okay uh, I believe there's a motion that was made and I am kind of inclined to be the second opponent that so is it's strike, seconded. right Yes, to strike uh, that section so we can move forward with the original motion as amended
1: I don't believe that was an amendment. I mean that was that was a motion. That was kind of a friendly amendment.
7: If it was regarded as a friendly amendment by the Constitution and Bios Committee, that would be fine. Otherwise, I think, Madam, Madam Chair, that I'm inclined to move it regardless, because it, it just seems to me to make it clearer to remove that sentence.
1: Well, then we can vote against the amendment.
7: and That's absolutely correct. Okay. People people can certainly vote against it if they choose.
14: Okay. Um, I just want to go back to what Jim had said, and the uh, initial reasoning for this amendment was to deal with the hybrid elections, or not elections, hybrid votes to in- be able to incorporate the people who were attending the conventions virtually. And that is what we, uh, felt that we did. And that's what we wanted to move forward. And again, um, the, uh, use of, uh, the delegate voting was not anywhere in the picture that we were considering at this, at that juncture when we, uh, uh voted
16: on that. Thank you. I'm very comfortable with with what has been presented and the way it's written um given the fact that the context of the dialogue and what is being presented was to provide us with a quick and immediate fix for inclusion, I believe that keeping the sentence in as it was presented leaves the necessary framework um, to go ahead and give the nod for additional conversation and task moving forward um but 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 I, 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 I don't see the the insurmountable obstacle here as it is delineated because it does mention the, the delegate vote um, it, it, it gives that nod, and the immediate fix of inclusion and accessibility by way of the Zoom participants is is perfectly handled. Um, the, you, so that's that's my that's my interpretation of Madam Chair Cynthia.
6: With all that said, uh, I would I would not accept that as a friendly amendment, namely deleting that last sentence.
1: We're calling the question. The question is on the original written amendment. Is that correct?
6: Um, yeah, we, I just stated, sorry if I was unclear, that as the chair of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, I do not accept Paul Edwards' friendly amendment. Uh, Quote, quote, friendly amendment. We find that it's not friendly. Um, It's friendly stated, but it's not friendly in the technical sense. And therefore, the question would be called um, by Mikey, it was called by Mikey saying as to the original document, the original proposal. And if uh, if you would like me to reread the original Uh,
9: proposal. Madam Chair, this is Dan Spoon. Uh, Paul Edwards made a motion that. He said, it would not be accepted as friendly, he would make the motion to, as a standalone amendment to the amendment. It had a second. At this point in time, we can discuss that amendment to the amendment or if there's no more discussion, we should vote on it. You have to vote on the amendment to the amendment before you vote on the full constitutional right. We're
1: calling the vote on the amendment that Paul made to strike the sentence. With roll call, and I'm not even going to ask Cynthia to read it again because we're going to be here all day if we do. Um, who, who was that that seconded? Richard. Okay, thank you, Richard. All those in favor of the am- amendment to the amendment, say aye. 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 All those opposed.
14: I no. no.
1: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a hand raise because Jimmy, we've got sighted people here; they can count. If you are in favor of the amendment to the amendment, raise your hand. Please do not vote twice. 17. All those opposed, raise your hand. 30. 30 are opposed. The motion does not carry. Now, now <laughs> the original amendment motion has been made and seconded.
18: Madam
4: Chair, what side? I don't understand. What do you mean? say with the the and then
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Paul. Yes, sir, we did.
4: All
1: right, let's do it again. Come on. No.
2: Let's do it again.
1: All in favor of the amendment to the amendment, raise your hand.
18: Okay, if, 16. 17. 17. Everybody.
1: If you are opposed to the amendment to the amendment, please raise your hand.
10: 27. One just went up. 28, um, 29. All
1: in favor of the amendment, say aye. Aye. All opposed, say no. 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 The eyes have it. The motion carries. All right, we're going to start with committee reports. Convention committee, let's hear some good news.
2: Well, I thought if I start with the door prizes, because I know there are people that won that maybe don't know that they won, and Sally is here to give you your prizes. So, the Pinellas chapter donated two $25 Walmart gift cards, Jamaica Miller won one, and I will mail that to you, Jamaica. And the other person won one was Paula Roberts. And I don't know if she picked it up. JCB, Amazon, $225 gift cards. Tom Badcock won one. And Elizabeth Bowden won the second one. CCTB donated $225 gift cards. Judy Birch won one. And Lois Butterfield won the other one. GOCB, straight up cash, $25 bucks. Paul Edwards, and Doug Hansert. Literacy Project, $15 gift card for Wendy's. Anita Holmes won one, and Greg Lindbergh won the other one. HCB, $25 straight up cash. Gabriel Lopez Cavati and Daryl Lukes. GDUF, $25 cash. Sharon Youngs and Randy Reed. Tallahassee Council, $25 straight-up cash, Eugene Batkey, and Barbara Brown. Last night at the banquet, we gave away a, a couple of phys- physical, physical door prizes, and a beautiful tan coach purse with fringe on it. Cheryl Keyes won one that, and Julian Roberts, No, I'm sorry. Julian Clement. I just made you a new name, Julian. Um, And Patty Cordell won what we termed as bathroom pictures. We would have had to been there to hear the whole thing. It It was quite something. All right, so moving on to my report. I wanna thank everyone in this room for your program ideas and your suggestions. Your committee chairs and officers sent them in, and then it was proceeded into the convention program. But I wanna take the back area of how this whole thing actually starts. I have a wonderful, loving, hardworking committee that, that it's, it takes a village to do this. So the first thing we have to do is we have to start with a hotel. Luckily, we have a wonderful hotel here. Mikey Wiseman is our hotel coordinator. He handles all kinds of things that are going on all day long at the hotel. Mikey is a wonderful wheeler and dealer. And if you haven't ever heard him do this, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. So let's give Mikey a big hand. And the next thing about a convention is it takes lots of money to orchestrate a convention. And we have some wonderful people that do that, that get our sponsors Leslie and Dan Spoon. You guys are amazing at doing this. They worked very hard with our sponsors and they got $9,200. Plus on our auction the other night, we got $3,500 and then our virtual, virtual auction last night. And I'm not sure how that came out, but it, it was a fun auction. And then we had our 50-50 as well. So we've, we've, you guys have raised a lot of great money for us, and it's so very appreciated. So after the program write-ups are set in, then the next thing we do is we write the convention call. And after the convention call goes up, registration opens up, and Miss Sally Benjamin begins her job. And she did a fabulous job with it this year because we were a little bit late with it. And because it's a hybrid convention, we had to keep track of who was going to listen on Zoom and who was going to be here actually in person. Sally had to count off the meal choices, and she had to keep track of all the payment. She printed out programs, she did our meal tickets, um, she had help from Wanda and Elizabeth, and we want to say thank you so much to Elizabeth for printing the braille copies and some of the print copies. Um, So let's give a great hand to Sally and her helpers. And at on-site registration, Sally handed out the programs, the meal tickets, and the goodie bags which were donated by GOCB and Dan and Leslie. So a good hand for GOCB for this donation. (laughs) Sally gave me attendance number this morning and we had 129 people register and we had Sally, I think you gave me 109 people that were here in person. 108. 108, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm off by one. (laughs) And and the next thing I want to tell you about is Wanda put together a stellar exhibit hall. And I got to tell you, it was full. We started at the perimeter. We worked all of our way around. We filled up the perimeter. And then she had tables out in the middle. And every time I went in there, it was crowded. Everybody was smiling because everybody was doing damage on their credit cards, including me. (laughs) So it was a great exhibit hall. And Wanda starts after Christmas to get a hold of these people so that they can start um, sending in, yes, we want to be an exhibitor. So let's give a big hand for Wanda. <laughs> when we came to the convention, we had two rooms. We had this room and we had Oscar Wilde 2 and 3. Oscar Wilde 2 and 3 was our FCB Zoom FCB's room, room account, which was audio only. And John Richards did a stellar job in- and... <laughs> And the mixer board for that so thank you so much john and in this room this is our acb media room rick morin has been a wonderful help to us acb media he's been streaming all weekend for us all weekend he is our technical consultant and rick you know we just could not have done this without you so please give rick a big hand.
6: thank you everyone it's our pleasure thank you
2: Also in this room, sitting beside me is Ryan Cordell, who is our cameraman. And he's been shooting that camera up on the screen. We don't have the camera going today, but he's been shooting the camera. And if you guys, that screen was... I want to say the screen was about 15 feet long, Ryan. It was a huge screen. So it was nice. What was nice about this is that the people that were not here, that were on Zoom could see what was going on in the room and trans- everything transferred back and forth. It was really, really wonderful. So Ryan, thank you. So then Miss Cindy Hollis gave us ACB Zoom hosts to help us with our Zoom rooms. And we want to thank Lucy Edmonds, Herbie Allen, Chanel Allen, Monica Zvopa, Raylan McGuire, and Travis Butler. We really appreciate all your help. The rest of our convention committee gave us ideas. They gave us sound advice. They kept us from getting a little too crazy. And our officer liaison is Cassandra Jesse, Jim Croc, Sheila Young, and Treasurer Mark Lear, And Mark pays our bills, and that we do appreciate. So please give the rest of the convention committee a big hand. So as you can see, it really does take a village of hard workers to get the convention going. And this is your convention, and we hope that was exactly what you wanted. Thank you very much.
16: Do we have preliminary numbers or guesstimates on Zoom participants that you have collected?
2: Yes, but what I don't, I'm not willing to give those right now because I want to talk to Rick because I know he can keep track of who's listening on ACB Media with their smart devices.
3: Okay,
16: so so,
2: I will have that information later. So,
16: my question was specifically in reference to just the Zoom because that would be the only ones that would have been participating with the video.
4: Uh,
2: Yeah, and I can give those to you later.
19: Um, do you have any dates for the fall board meeting, Mikey or Katie? Yes, yeah, that should be
4: next
1: month. It's
2: the weekend before Halloween. Can you tell me a little bit more specific? 28th 29th and 29th. 28th and 29th Thank of you. October. Thank you.
17: Thank you. Real quickly, everybody, we had all this technical uh, difficulty on Friday. I want to say one thing. I couldn't have done this myself Ryan actually found the problem in the in the mixer board. He took the he took the back off and he, and the circuitry in there so flimsy he actually soldered the wires back with a cigarette lighter. And, uh, oh,
12: Ryan!
17: Yeah. If we uh, we'd, we'd have never got that going, I would have never found it. So you know, give him give him a well, hand. Kudos
2: to Ryan for getting Zoom working.
16: Will, will we accept the convention
1: committee report. Mikey moves to accept the convention committee report. Wanda Stokely seconds. All in favor? Uh-huh. Next is access. Uh, Jim Crot, do you have an access committee report?
17: Yes, I do. Um, it's brief. Um, we will be meeting. I just wanted to report with respect to voting that... Um, Many counties, and I have regret to inform you, I don't have a count, but a huge, significant number of counties in accordance with the lawsuit settlement did respond to a request for production and do have in place um, vote-by-mail systems to be used. Uh, Beyond that, uh, we need to meet to figure out. The strategy with respect to uh, where we go with the counties that didn't comply, I I assume we will recommend... Uh, taking them back to the district court judge, Um, and moreover, um, we need to put together a strategy to get each and every chapter to go to their supervisors to do something significant about marketing, because uh, I have no evidence that that is happening anywhere and without marketing we're not going to have use and without use they're going to complain that we barked up this tree with no purpose Um, so all of you uh, in the room and all of you on zoom need to understand that it's your obligations obligation and privilege to go to your supervisor and let them know that you do under the settlement agreement have an absolute right to participate in an accessible vote by mail uh, system thank you
12: jim are we going to strive this year to possibly get the return ballot option
17: We are working on ballot return. The problem is with the Secretary of State's office. I have continued to work with uh, attempting to gain access to uh, get the largest uh, provider of vote by mail to uh, continue strategizing with the Secretary of State's office to force a at least a demonstration project, but hopefully more. If they implement a ballot return for military, uh, we are now on board with pushing military, must include the disability community as well. So it is underway and it is in the works. It's just the state right now is not interested.
1: Okay, thank you. Jim, I got a phone call from St. Lucie County, and the woman was interested in signing on and getting it going. Did she reach out to you?
17: I have one county that has reached out to me that I have not responded to. It may be that county. I will see that I deal with whoever that county was and also St. Lucie Monday. Okay. Thank you.
1: Any other questions for Jim? I'll entertain a motion to accept the access committee report. All right. There's a second by Paul Lewis. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed. All right. Archives. Liz, do you have a report?
20: First of all, I want to thank all of my committee. Um, We had Nancy Folsom, Diane Bobrowski, James Worth, Sharon Youngs. And John Richards, we also want to take some time about, you know, because it's, we're trying to speed this up, but we'll take 30 seconds for a quiet memory of Nancy Burgess Hall, who did so much for our committee. Okay, so I'm going to tell you where we are in our happenings. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to John Richards, who is the one who started out our electronic archives. He did last year provide me with the two hard drives that we have now. We have a a primary hard drive and a backup hard drive. However, those hard drives are approximately seven years old. So I have a budget proposal for um, the budget and finance um, for approximately $300 to include new hard drives which are about as big as a cell phone now. And they plug into your computer via USB and I can carry them around wherever I want in case people wanted to see anything. I did donate one of them um, just because I wanted to have a smaller one and not have to haul out the big ones, which make this sort of race car noise when you start them up. <laughs> and the other things that we're going to do is we're slowly with our file cabinet, Got donated to a lady that was trying to start her business operation for uh, work in homework as part of COVID. So the file cabinet's gone. We have a box that's approximately eight by and a half by eleven by about a foot tall, and that's all that's left. So the other part of our budget, um, which was included in the total, is going to be for a new sort of notebook or portfolio to store all of the pictures that we have and all of the hard copy documents, which was mainly the chapter charters that we kept. That's all we have except for plaques at this point. Everything else is electronic and its being. What I did when I got John's hard drives was I merged everything that I had scanned into his folders. So that's what the, the process is now. Thank you to everybody who sends in your documents. Um, Mary sends them to me and I file them where they go. So keep on coming. And that's the end of my report.
1: So do we need a motion about the $300 expense?
8: I move that we call for that motion to, to, to put this in the budget. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes,
1: I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I didn't work. Georgia right. has made a motion to accept the report
18: and as add
12: as the three hundred dollars to the budget. Yes.
1: Is there discussion? If there are no questions, all in favor, say aye. aye. Opposed. All right, motion passes.
18: I just wanted to ask: um, Would How would people feel about if we established? A specific email address where everybody can send their documents, whether I am collecting them or the next secretary, who at least two years from now, please God. Um, (laughs) Well, anyway, but because everybody sends it to me and that is fine. But um, if we had a uh, address, you know, like they do for scholarships or whatever, I wonder if that might make it easier for people and then I could sign it over to the next person when they take over. I just wanted some, I just want some input. And if this is not the appropriate forum, I apologize and we'll discuss it elsewhere. We could put that under new business, I would think. Okay,
21: all right, thank you. All right. Okay, this is Barbara Brown with the awards committee. The committee reports that on, first of all, I'd like to thank the committee. It's been wonderful working with Kathy Salimi and Nancy Folsom. And so I'll be the committee this year, and Nancy will, um, Kathy will find someone else to replace, but she'll let you know that as soon as I give the report. On Friday evening, we gave out four awards, four state awards. Now, the first state award was four. The Dolly Gamble Award. And that went to Elizabeth Bowden of <coughs> Tallahassee. The second state award was for the RP Henry Johnson. That went to Ed Hudson of the Halifax Chapter. Also, the third award was for the W.A. Oots Award. That was for Wanda Stokely, Tallahassee Chapter. Fourth award was for the Just Bill. And that was for Dr. Marianne Rommel, again, Halifax chapter. Now we had one Cook Chapter President Award, and that was for Mary Tyson, Halifax chapter. Those conclude the state awards that we had to give out. So now we have to find out who Ms. Kathy Cellini has chosen for the next awards committee person.
7: Good morning, everyone. Um, Kathy Solemi. First, I would like to extend the heartfelt appreciation to Barbara Brown for her strong support and leadership every step of the way.
6: So we do appreciate that.
1: Um, also, I want to uh, huge thank you to those who have previously
7: served on the committee and those currently serving. Um Nancy Folsom and I are delighted to welcome Julian Clements to our team. That finishes my report, unless I'm
0: supposed to be saying something. I'm sorry, I'm new at this, but please let me know. So, Kathy Salami will be
1: the chair of the awards committee next year. Congratulations, Julian. (laughs) The chair of the committee is the one responsible for. Ordering the plaques and ensuring that all plaques are spelled correctly. But I understand that the people submitting a name may may not always submit it correctly. And you can't very likely call the person and ask them how to spell their name. So um, Mark pays the bill. We need the awards to Mark soon enough so that they can be ordered in time for a timely pickup. I'll entertain a motion to accept the awards report. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed.
21: Okay. So the employment committee, we had a wonderful program, and we have three of AC of FCBs. I would say finest participating as the panelists on the program, and they offered wonderful um, suggestions and answered and answered many questions in terms of being able to help those that are seeking employment, several ways to do it, and one way to actually establish your own small business. Okay, so at this time, I would like to see employment committee, which are Wanda Stokely, Kathy Salimi, Nancy Folsom, Julian Clements, and Cass Wells, and myself. I hope I didn't leave anyone out. I don't think I did. Okay, but um, at this time, I would very much like to see them. uh, Well, I will pursue seeking employees that have actual jobs, and maybe at convention next year have uh, at least two or three of them come with their actual job opens. And if we have someone that's uh, interested, hopefully get it out in the January meeting that they will be there. And if you're interested in those jobs, come to the working committee so that you can actually ask questions and be able to uh, apply for the job then and there, such as an on site job, job interview. And that's all I have to
1: report for
21: the employment.
1: Okay, I will entertain a motion to accept the employment. So
10: moved. Thank you.
1: All right, um, I'm sorry, it's a, Well, I heard a female over here. Oh, Nancy, I'm sorry, Nancy, I didn't recognize your voice. <laughs> Nancy's motion, DJ seconded. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Education, Leadership, and Scholarship Committee
15: report. Okay, good morning, everyone. So um, as you all heard, um, one of the new changes is our name. We are now the Education, Leadership, and Scholarships Committee. And uh, uh, one of the things that I have to report is that we will be taking on the education and leadership portion of our committee with uh, much more strength and more activities, as was uh, evidenced starting at this convention with the collaboration of my partner, Anthony, and um, Next Generation, ACB students, CALM, Cindy Hollis, we had um, our first uh, actual workshop, which was uh, named Electric Youth. And uh, we uh, motivated everyone to actually engage and empower um, their younger generations into their chapters and into the Florida Council of the Blind. As far as scholarships, we gave out our four scholarships. Uh, and, um, Gail Medley got our prestigious Gail M. Cross Edwards for $1,500. Okay. She's from Tallahassee, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, Lauren Bishop from St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Thank you. Um, got, uh, Teresa Blessing for a thousand dollars. Catherine Salazar from Weston, Florida, for $1,000, got Timothy Turpin. And uh, Luke Picasso from St. Cloud, Florida, got our Bobby Prost for $500. A couple of changes that I want to report in the committee. Um, huge thanks for exiting members, um, Lord Chereau and Pat Crott. And um, thank you to our ex uh, Officer Liaison, (laughs) Sheila Young. And our committee is now composed by um, Leslie Spoon, Debbie Grubb, Mikey Weissman, Randy Reed, and a huge welcome to our newest members, Mary Tyson and Victoria Hughes. Overjoyed and just filled with so much uh, happiness to know that the name of Nancy Burgess Hall We'll live within our committee and thank you for the generosity. Uh, Doug Hall will be funding the new Nancy Burgess Hall scholarship for a thousand dollars. And we're going to be coming up. Um, Doug is going to be invited to our committee meeting to discuss the actual wording of the committee of the new scholarship because, um, Doug does want it to be very specific for someone who is going into a career um, dedicated to advocacy and uh, or social work or something related to bettering the lives of the blind and visually impaired community i think that concludes my report all right i'm sorry
1: jerry Suarez. please say your name when you make your motion please um, Craig Marquis. okay
18: thank
1: you all in favor say aye aye Opposed. Project Insight I think you're close to Gabriel Nancy Folsom
19: I really love my committee but we, we really don't have much to report other than the fact that we did decide that the brochures and business cards when they are created will have a QR code on them so we're pretty excited about that that's really all I have. So. Okay.
1: Motion to accept the project Wanda and sec- And Wanda seconded. <laughs> all in favor say aye.
18: aye. Opposed. Publication and publicity. Shelley Sawyer. Briefly, I'm sure all or most of you know that the FCB New Brochure originally it was put on the webpage. There's now a link that says download. So you may download the brochure if you wish and print it. And I am told that there is a QR code in the FCB brochure as well. Also, we are getting FCB business cards, which hopefully we will have in July. And Madam President, unless anyone has questions, that concludes my report.
2: Shelly, this is Katie. I have a point of order. Oh, good. The QR code is not in the brochure yet. Oops. Oops. It will be as soon as Erlen and I talk. Absolutely, we convention.
18: convention had priority. <laughs> <laughs> so. I stand corrected. Thank you, and I, and I thank all my committee members because we have, in the last couple of years, really worked very hard together, and it's a great committee. And I have all the names written down, but I don't have my braille display, and I don't want to leave anyone out. So, thanks to all of you, and we'll keep working.
3: I just want to say, um, remind you guys, I know you've heard this a million times, but the White Cane Bulletin is your newsletter. Please send in articles. We keep having the same people send in stuff, and I'd like to have some new stuff. And also, we have about seven White Cane bulletins that are coming back. And two or three of them, we have to pay for their small print. So I will be contacting the membership secretaries. But if they come back twice, I'm taking them off the list and not sending them again. So if somebody in your chapter is not getting their white cane bulletin, I need to know. And and then I'll, you know, we'll figure it out. But um, it's just it's costing FCB a lot of money. The stamps for the print ones are between
2: uh, what is it, Katie? They range between a dollar thirty and a dollar sixty. Yeah, and we so, send out about thirty copies. Right. So
3: if if you could, then we need you all, especially for those who are getting the hard copy, of regular print. Decided people to please if they can get on email, that would be helpful. But if they absolutely can't or, or don't want to. We need correct addresses. Thank you.
11: Regarding the price for sending material via the mail, are we not allowed to use that as an educational tool and get free posting? Not
1: regular printing.
2: No. We we send the large print out free, and I usually send about 70 large print. And then the regular print is between 30 and 40 copies, and that usually runs between 50 and $60.
11: Thank you for that clarification.
3: Uh, yeah, here's the deal. I'll explain it to you. I called the post office, and I actually went to the post office and talked to the postmaster at our, our post office what he said is the the rule is very it's kind of vague if you look in the in their manual but if you get caught sending regular print free matter you can get in a lot of trouble um and i am not personally willing for us to do that because i just don't think it's right but yes we do send large print as many you know as asked for it that we can do
11: thank you you're welcome
3: my question is this couldn't
6: we send to those cited people large print or is it or is it or does the cost of the printing overcome the the cost of the mailing why couldn't we send them oh because they're not actually they don't actually need it right so that's why we can't send them large print
1: what she said is legally we're not supposed to I think Wanda made the motion to accept the report. Did I hear a second? Paul Lewis, Paul Lewis second. Oh, Leslie made the motion. I'm sorry. Leslie made the motion. Okay. All right. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Membership does
4: not have a report. Uh, Jason, you want to give your technology real quick? The Technology uh, Committee presented a program yesterday um, that was broadcasted on Zoom, of course, on ACB Media on the topic of Clubhouse. And it was very well received and very informative at the same time. Uh, We were also honored and privileged to have Cindy Hollis as one of our presenters. Um, So that was a great uh, privilege and she shared her experiences on how she uses it both for her personal use and also how she uses it for ACB, and she went over many examples of that. We also had a couple of our uh, other committee members who spoke as well and how they're using it. We gave a variety of tips and tricks and gave people just an idea on how the platform works, how you uh, install it, how you sign up for an account, and so on. So I also wanted to thank my entire committee. Um, Everybody knows who you are. So for all your hard work and dedication and putting this program together. Thank you. And that concludes my report. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: Um, I'll entertain a motion for the technology report. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Um, Next on the agenda is fundraising. So, Dan.
9: Thank you, Sheila. This will not take long. I just want to say to everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your participation in the fundraising efforts this weekend. The uh, as we talked about earlier, the convention sponsorships brought in $9,200. Thank you to all of our sponsors. The auction, both the um, uh, virtual auction on Tuesday the 31st and then the eight items last night. Thank you to Paul Edwards and Leslie Spoon. Was that fun or what that live auction? <laughs> That brought in, those two auctions together, brought in a combined close to $5,000. So thank you all so much for your efforts there. And Anita Holmes was our 50-50 winner of $320. Thank you, Anita, and thank you for participating in those events. Thank all the affiliates and all the members who donated for the auction. The auction is only as good as the donations that come from each of us. So thank you, thank you so much for all of that. So all told our events raised almost fifteen thousand dollars to support the convention this year. Thank you so much. May I have a motion to approve the fundraising report. Mikey made the motion and DJ seconded. All in favor signify by saying aye. I'm not even gonna ask about opposed. Thank you.
1: Aye. Um, there's three more committees mine will be hopefully short Um, but
7: uh, let's do resolutions first ladies and gentlemen we have six count them resolutions the first one is funding for seniors who are blind and people are going to say we just passed that resolution last year so there are a couple of reasons why we're doing it again uh, one of them is the fact that we have a new Commissioner of Education, um, and so we wanted to bring this to his attention. Secondly, um, the Division of Blind Services has been asked to prepare and send forward some policy issues, and so it seemed to me that it might be a good idea Uh, for us to send this forward as a policy issue as well. So uh, the resolution seemed like a good way of once more getting the attention of the legislators. So here's the resolution. Whereas the number of seniors with significant vision loss is likely to double over the next decade, And whereas there is a totally inadequate funding component available to serve this population, which has not changed in at least the last decade. And whereas uh, every one of the community rehabilitation programs, CRPs, operating in the state of Florida serve more seniors than they are contracted to serve and whereas each CRP must find additional funds to serve this population and must often limit the number of seniors who can be served or the time seniors can stay in the program, and whereas the Florida legislature has allocated some funds to help defray the cost of providing training to this woefully underserved population, and whereas two years ago, the legislature approved a one-time additional allocation of $300,000, and whereas those extra funds have not been made available in the past two budgets. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and convention assembled at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida, on this the 5th day of June 2022, that this organization urges Florida's legislature to increase funding to support services to senior citizens in Florida who are blind by adding at least the $300,000 provided three budgets ago, and be it further resolved, that the legislature is hereby urged to make this increase in funding permanent so that the additional dollars can be expected each year. And that is the end of the resolution and the committee moves a due pass. I'll move Cassandra
8: Jesse. I second it. Can we just need a second?
7: All right. So Cassandra is the second. Any discussion? Hearing no discussion, I will go ahead and call the question. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye.
18: Aye. aye.
7: Those opposed. The resolution is adopted. We're gonna send it, we're going to send a copy to Director Doyle. Uh, and, I, but I, I, don't, I don't know, we'll, we'll abide by his decision, I think, as to whether we need to send it to each legislator. I'm not sure that makes a lot of sense. We're going on to resolution two, which relates to paratransit. And this is innovative paratransit approaches. Whereas every paratransit program in the state of Florida is experiencing difficulties recruiting and retraining drivers and whereas during the pandemic many services services either provided less service or operated with increased wait times and decreased passenger capacity and whereas the net result throughout the state has been a tendency to see service delivery characterized by long wait times, and sometimes even an inability to provide trips. And whereas, several transit authorities within the state of Florida and around the country have utilized ride-sharing companies to supplement the services delivered uh, through paratransit vehicles, and whereas, in addition to the potential to save dollars, this approach provides it also allows for same-day reservations, which significantly increases the value of the service to its users. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida, on this 5th day of June 2022 that this organization urges local transit agencies and local transit boards to immediately implement the use of ride sharing as a way to substantially improve service delivery to its users. And be it further resolved, that the Transportation Disadvantaged Commission is hereby urged to immediately begin gathering information on ride share vehicle usage which the commission can make available to interested individuals and entities throughout Florida. And be it further resolved that the Florida Council of the Blind wishes to particularly commend Pinellas, Broward, and Duval counties for their innovative implementation of same day trips. And that is the end of the resolution, and the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Second. DJ seconds. Thank you, DJ. Discussion.
11: Hi, this is Terry Suarez, President of Calm. I've had the honor of personally working with my late County Director of Transportation, Jill Brown, And she explained to me why rideshare is not a positive way of going due to the federal funding mandates that if any federal funding is utilized, which Lake County and a lot of rural areas use federal and state funding, that all riders must pass a background check. And Uber and Lyft do not require that. That includes a drug screen. So that is what we have run into in Lake County. So I would be very interested to hear from the other counties and the directors of transportation regarding how they were able to overcome that. Because in Lake County, we can't use any federal or state funding due to an ability of doing drug testing on Uber and Lyft drivers.
7: So, Terry, that's the reason why um, our, our resolve clause asked the Transportation Disadvantaged Commission to get involved. The counties that we listed in our resolution are three counties, each of which is using uh, rideshare or some other form of non paratransit vehicle in, in providing the services they currently provide. Um, And so what we're hoping to do is to utilize the three entities that that we know of, and there may be more, who are already doing cool things to act as a spur to persuade folks like Lake County that there are ways of getting around some of the regulations that are out there.
11: So where's the funding coming from in those counties for those extenuous?
7: it's It's coming from the same sources. Um, as Lake County uses
11: federal and state funding yes ma'am okay there's that opportunity of improvement thank you
15: sure Um, Gabriel yes sir Uh, so Paul I don't know if that this uh, my point will also be considered within the sending it to the uh, commission of the transportation disadvantaged but um, I know several counties definitely Miami-Dade County I encountered an issue when we tried to push this forward from other disability groups, like um, wheelchair users, because they felt that the provided provision of services by other vehicles that did not uh, accommodate wheelchairs was discriminatory for them. Well, it you know the argument
7: that we used in Miami Dade County before, which I still think is valid. Since there is no question that utilizing rideshare vehicles is less expensive than, um, than providing trips in the formula that's funded for the, the actual provider of services in each of the counties, it was our belief that what we should be saying to counties when that kind of issue came up, what we're doing is we're actually giving you more money to spend Uh, on wheelchair vehicles and other things because the costs are going to be lessened for serving folks who are blind and visually impaired or other folks, which is the vast majority, by the way, um, who don't require wheelchair services. So while, while I certainly understand that there can be argued to be a level of discrimination involved, it's, it's my view that we really have a choice. We, we can, we can essentially be nice guys and say we we will we we will agree to be underserved just to be nice to our to our fellows in wheelchairs, or we can say um, let us take some of the load off mm-hmm. of regular providers and needing to fund trips and give them more to spend on wheelchairs and potentially for wheelchair vehicles. And, and that's the position that we've
15: chosen to adopt. Yeah, and I know that's a position we also advocated with. But then at the end of the day, we were outruled because they went to the ADA coordinator and the ADA right. coordinator right. deemed that it, if it, was, it was either for all or none.
8: I will tell you that I am originally from Tallahassee, Florida, and um, I transferred my services there. And so when I went somewhere... Uh, dollar ride they because i am able. instead of sending a van that they could use for a wheelchair they sent a cab and so i think that if we adopt this amendment that this resolution that he's talking about i'm able i don't need a van with a lift so if you can help me vote for this that means they can put me in a car and save their wheelchair vans for you. And so this is how I'm looking at this resolution personally is because I can walk. So why not send Uber Lyft for me and save your vehicles with lifts for those who absolutely need it. Instead of putting one person on a van and driving them across county, you can put me in a cab and do the same exact thing uber or lyft as a matter of fact last evening i walked someone to their car for their um ride home and they sent a lyft it was a really nice red porsche but it was through the transportation here that's in orlando so that means the van could be used for someone who has the real need for it
16: so two two points very briefly uh, Mr. Lopez it, it is it, and I'm going to very much delineate the fact that I am speaking as Mikey Wiseman, individual citizen of Miami-Dade County and not uh, with any direct affiliation for the Florida Council of the Blind. Uh, it is my personal opinion that um, the, the individuals who have uh, s- systematically stopped the constructive dialogue um, in that county are Crippling paratransit riders who do not use wheelchairs uh, in a vindictive and unproductive way because their subsequent conversations with rideshare services have not materialized in access to them. Um, when it comes to the structured dialogue, um, I would go back to the point that are they prepared as county representatives to remove all stairs from county buildings because individuals with wheelchairs can't use them either? Now I am going to speak as a member of FCB. If if we could, this may be something internally that the executive committee would like to talk about. But um, as this, re- if this resolution moves forward, um, if we. Internally, talk about creating or giving it to the access committee and finding some guiding, uh, some talking points, so that individual members can also present this to their counties. Right. Um, but we would like to provide talking points to make sure that the conversation is consistent and and constructive. If Madam President would be inclined to put 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 that. On her to do list, I, I think that we would be doing ourselves and our members a great service by providing some guidance apart from this resolution, as we send our members to do fo- uh, to go forward to do the strong advocacy work that we're all here to do.
7: And just just to make one point, Mikey, that the, there there was representation from the Access Committee on our resolutions committee, um, and and I know they will work with us to move this issue forward.
15: I I have a final request um that that was the approach that we used last time telling them all that we were looking to take away the passenger load from the wheelchair vans so that they would be more available and they still rejected so or are they still a, st- strongly opposed to so, the point that it got struck down? So my request is when you take it to the executive committee and the I mean, the, yeah, and the access committee is to give us some additional <laughs> points because they're going to come back at us with with the arguments yeah, they used I, I, this I, I
7: think you i think you have a point here's here's what i mean there are some special circumstances that are operating in miami dade county that that are a little different but i think there are also some workarounds that we really haven't done yet one of the things that i'm that 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 the resolutions committee will probably recommend in cult in collaboration with the access committee is that we send this resolution to all of the local coordinating boards because the local coordinating boards are at a different level than than the group that's really holding things up in in Miami-Dade County, which is unfortunately the group that is supposed to be responsible for upholding the rights of people with, with, with disabilities within the county system. But I think if we send it through local coordinating boards, have the support Of the Transportation Disadvantaged Commission, and can as we can this year point to three counties who are already doing it, whether wheelchair Mm -hmm. people like it or not. I think our case is a lot stronger. Yeah,
15: and and the other thing, Paul, that I think would support the resolution. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but we do not, us the blind community, we do not have such a strong representation in Miami-Dade. Transportation Commission. That's correct. As they do. So I would see a way in which we could encourage or mentor one of us to actually become a part of that commission and sit there. We have two
0: chapters in that area. Chapter 28. The issue here um, is also that we're not considering is how much money there is involved um, in the people who win these contracts. Uh, Miami has been famous for Uh, some of the the behind-the-scenes political dealings with the companies that have these contracts. And Orlando had a situation where they were going over to Lyft for their paratransit, but the people who had the contract successfully undermined that uh, agreement um, by working with the politicians. So at some point, we might have to consider, and I'm not trying to say anything about this resolution, I'm fully for this resolution, but at some point, we might have to consider hiring a lobbyist to try to deal with these money interests because they'll, they'll say things like, oh, yeah, it's just a wheelchair, people. We can't do that because that would exclude them. Now, what they're really saying is we got buddies over here supporting our campaigns and we're not going to take those contracts away from them no matter how much you them. Yeah, so all
7: those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Uh, those opposed, very good. The The, the resolution is adopted. The next resolution perhaps deserves a little bit of explanation before we start. Um, This is a resolution that will eventually, I think, um, go forward to the American Council of the Blind. But um, the, the, the subject of the resolution only came up after the deadline for submitting resolutions to the American Council of the Blind was over. This resolution was discussed with uh, the Friends of Library Group at their last meeting and received support from that group. Um, It's also been discussed by Uh, groups like Library Users of America and the Braille Revival League and has received support from them. And it has to do with what we think was a pretty arbitrary and inappropriate decision that was made by the National Library Service concerning the large print version of talking book topics, Um, objecting to the permanent cancellation of the large print talking book topics. Whereas Talking Book Talkics, TBT, is an extremely valuable publication which has been produced and distributed in a variety of formats for more than 50 years. And whereas a recent circular sent out to member libraries indicated that the decision had been made to permanently discontinue its large print version. And whereas caregivers... Both at home and in residential facilities, found the large print talking book topics to represent an easy to use method of selecting books for patrons who, for a variety of reasons, could not make such selections themselves. And whereas senior patrons are only likely to receive assistance choosing books if the task is easy to accomplish. And whereas Trying to choose books using the audio version of this publication is simply not feasible. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blinding Convention, assembled at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida, on this 5th day of June
16: 2022,
7: that this organization demands that the decision to completely discontinue this publication be rescinded. And be it further resolved that instead, the National Library Service, NLS, agreed to explore a year from now, the feasibility of beginning to distribute this publication again. And be it further resolved that should this prove not to be possible, because of ongoing ink and paper shortages the library consider exploring the use of interactive voice response, IVR, systems, which might constitute another solution which would be better than abandoning a huge population who will be adversely impacted by these recent actions. And that's the end of the resolution, and the committee recommends a due pass. Mikey Wiseman seconds. Discussion. Discussion.
6: I have a discussion.
7: Zoom. Yes. Hi,
6: it's Cynthia. I strongly support this resolution. You and I are both on the ACB resolutions committee. Are we going to forward this to ACB, even um. though we've missed the May first deadline?
7: Yes, we are. And, and I've talked with the chair of the resolutions committee um, who recognized in the beginning that Florida would be holding its, its uh, convention later. And he's agreed to accept any resolutions that we choose to forward. And it is my an, an attempt um, to, to, to make this a part of the ACB resolutions process.
10: I strongly support this resolution. If for nothing else, it would be for inclusiveness because we don't want to you know i think there's uh, one of our military branches that says that we don't want to leave no one behind well we don't want to leave anyone out leave anyone behind and so i think this, this i strongly support this resolution with nothing more than inclusiveness
7: so right you. and 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 thanks for for mentioning it because i should have said um, that CCLVI at the national level is absolutely in favor of this resolution. We have discussed it with them um, in, in, in a number of environments and, and it actually affects them in a way more than, more than it affects those of us who are totally blind and use things like braille book reviewer or, or, the, or the audio version of talking book talkic So, um, but they're entirely supportive of this resolution.
13: I just wanted to say thank you so much for using definitions of the alphabet in your resolution when you were reading it. I really, really appreciate it. So I understood what you were saying. So thank you so, so much for that.
7: Thank you. You're more than welcome. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Is there any opposition? Hearing none, the resolution is adopted. And we will move on to the next one. So this the the subtitle of this is relationship uh, of the Florida Council of the Blind with the Staff and Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind. Whereas the Florida Council of the Blind's uh, FCB leadership has experienced extreme frustration, difficulty, and ongoing communication challenges and problems with conflicting back-and-forth indecisive communications from the administration of the American Council of the Blind, ACB. And whereas, these communications have culminated with a last-minute decision by ACB that notwithstanding its earlier commitment to our convention, it would not be providing anyone from ACB media to attend and help with our video streaming of the FCB convention. And whereas... ACB did not otherwise offer any substitute alternatives such as to send another individual to our convention from ACB Media or, as a further example, the leader of the ACB Get Up and Get Moving campaign. And whereas, after lengthy and careful deliberation, the FCB Executive Committee has sent a letter to ACB's Board of Directors requesting a meeting to discuss how affiliates can effectively communicate with ACB staff about affiliate needs, which meeting will hopefully lead to the creation of a document pertaining to the interaction between ACB and its state and special interest affiliates. And whereas in response, to ACB's recalcitrant and disappointing interactions with FCB besides requesting this meeting. And in order to clarify our extreme frustration and disappointment, uh, the letter has also confirmed that FCB does not intend to include in its proposed budget this year, the usual monetary support to ACB. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention, assembled on this 50th of June 2022 at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida, that the membership of FCB supports the Executive Committee's actions in response to the inappropriate treatment of FCB by our parent organization, the American Council of the Blind. And that's the end of the resolution. Second, Mikey Wise. It's been seconded. Mr. By chair, Mr. I'm relinquishing
1: the chair to Cassandra Jesse, who is the second vice president, as the first vice has seconded the motion or the resolution. I'm speaking against this resolution. This resolution was written prior to a conversation and meeting we had with Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind ACB, and with our Officer Liaison, Connie Sims, present had a lengthy meeting discussing this. I believe, first of all, that we found a solution, and we're going to move forward with figuring out why the communication lacked how we can fix it. ACB is willing to work with us to fix it. And they are going to look into creating a document of processes and procedures. My second point is ACB media has streamed this convention free this entire three days. We do not show FCB's um, gratitude by withholding a $500 donation the ACB Braille Forum has nothing to do with this that's the other $500 that we donate i completely and totally strongly encourage you not to pass this resolution
7: thank you all. i will uh, rep, i will ask for someone speaking in favor of the resolution next
16: I am going to speak in favor of this resolution because I am a firm believer that there is absolutely nothing wrong with creating a space for dialogue and asking the hard questions. As you can clearly hear, your executive committee is divided and this has caused significant discord. We stand here divided. We agreed on the letter Um, It was voted on as a majority because we all understood that there has to be a start to this conversation. As there has been a hyper-focus on ACB media, um, that is also where the straw that broke the camel's back happened. And while I am prepared to absolutely publicly thank ACB for streaming our convention, um, it is something that is done to any affiliate. Um, It is is, is ACB's decision to do that. We we don't request it. Um, It it is something that everybody's entitled to, the way I see it. Um, While this came to a head, we have chosen to take the approach of moving forward and not bringing up all of the challenges that have encountered and led us to this point, the letter in question and was specifically outlined requesting that they answer a list of questions. Yes, there was a preliminary meeting in order to start the dialogue. We did, have a rep, we did have two representatives from our national organization, the president of the American Council of the Blind, Dan Spoon, as well as our officer liaison, Connie Sins. I will let you know that it is my opinion that the questions have yet. we have yet to receive a written answer, which is what we have requested. Um, that, those questions are designed to help us help you. We, uh, we have struggled with providing you guidance as to where to go when reaching out at the national level. We know that many of you have come to us with concerns about the responses or lack of response. Um, the, the purpose of this was to get ACB's attention. I believe we have. I believe we have taken the first steps, um, but the, the crux of the letter that was sent out, um, the requests have not yet been met as far as the answers to the questions. While well, we have been given the assurance that actions will be taken, unfortunately, what brought us to this letter is that same those same promises that actions will be taken and they never quite materialized. So I am going to speak strongly in favor of this. Um, I. And um, I would encourage you guys to think hard and strong. The reason why we're putting this to you guys is because we wanted to be good stewards of your dollars. Um, we, we, we put this to you so that you understand that we're not making decisions with your money. And it is your choice what we're going to do with it. The letter has been sent, right? So this is really just about the donation. And, and that's where we're at. So the the entity
7: that governs the Florida Council of the Blind Between Conventions is a group of guys called the Executive Committee. And the Executive Committee consists primarily of officers and the the immediate past president of the Florida Council of the Blind. They made a decision. Um, I I wasn't there. Uh, None of us were but they made a decision to send a letter um, to the American council of the blind board. So this resolution does two things. And they, and they also made a decision to withhold funds. So this resolution does two things. First, it says, will the Florida council of the blind endorse the actions taken uh, by the resolutions committee, uh, by the, excuse me, by the executive committee. And second, um will uh the membership of the Florida Council of the Blind um agree to the the sec- the other decision that that the uh that the uh, FCB executive committee took which was to withhold financial support um to uh, ACB this year. So that is essentially what the resolution is asking. I wanted to be sure that I put on record clearly so everybody could understand what we were talking about. Sally, are you speaking in favor or or are you opposed to this resolution?
3: Against. I am ashamed that we even sent this letter. I will be open with you guys and tell you I did not want to send that letter the Braille Forum has nothing to do with in this whole thing. It's a separate issue. It has nothing to do. You need to get that through your heads. Secondly, when we met the other day, we came to a conclusion and. ACB has not had time to respond and give us, you know, our, their feedback and help us. If we vote for this resolution, I will be ashamed of us because that, that's just not fair to ACB when they haven't had a chance. We just met at convention Friday. That's not long enough I urge every one of you to vote no on this resolution. I'm amazed that it even came up. I don't have a problem with you guys knowing if that's what the most of the committee wants. I did not want that because I think it's going to open up a can of worms. I also want to say if we do this to ACB, there is no telling what they may do to us. And you have to think of the repercussions of withholding money.
7: Uh, Mr. Jim Crott.
3: Can
6: I, may I just ask my point of clarification first? Sure. Before Jim goes in in favor, could we just have the date of the letter, please?
7: Um, I don't know the date of the letter. The meeting was, sorry? It
4: it
17: was. Six or seven days. It was seven or eight days
7: before the convention. May twenty-fifth apparently is the is the date of the letter, and the and, and the meeting with ACB was Thursday afternoon, I think, at five o'clock.
17: You know, um, I'm sad that there's so much angst. I am also sad that our neutral um, president is so not neutral in this matter, it's not in her office to be this way, but it's the way it is. I must tell you all, this matter was debated very long and very hard at FCB Executive Committee. It results in a very long discussion of many difficult communications and actions by our parent organization that were not only unpleasant and distasteful but put this organization in a perilous position. Without airing hours of dirty laundry and an attempt to summarize where we ended up, it is our view and therefore we voted as a committee to send the letter to ACB outlining our frustrations and the difficulties requesting a dialogue, answers to questions, and ultimately preparation of a document in order to make this point, a majority of your executive committee deemed it advisable to not include the thousand dollars that we typically give ACB in our preliminary budget because we felt strongly enough about this as an executive committee that This was needed to clarify the seriousness of a point. In furtherance of that, the president of ACB communicated with the board of directors of ACB that he would be attending our convention to resolve and speak to these matters. He came to the executive committee and offered not one answer to one of our questions, and in fact indicated he wasn't prepared to even say what one of our questions was. This resolution, all it does is ask for you to support the well thought out, well arrived at decisions of your executive committee by majority vote of that committee, understanding that notwithstanding Sally's point, I love her dearly, the budget of ACB is one budget. It is not a budget with line by line veto in it. And our position here is with respect to making a statement and a position to ACB, there is nothing that says if and when ACB actually responds to our questions, the executive committee can't revisit this and reinstate in our budget the donations. We're simply asking that this body, at this point in time, endorse the well thought out and carefully arrived at decisions of the executive committee.
12: I do trust our executive committee. Um, we, We as a body have no idea what went on, and I understand we do not want to air dirty laundry, and I totally agree with that. But I just want to say that it's very hard, at least in my mind, to make a decision um, based on things that we know nothing about. And again, I'm not questioning anybody's uh, trustworthiness or anything like that, but without knowing anything about what happened, I, I feel like it's just hard for me to make a decision on this. And that's good. all I want to say.
7: Thank you, Pat. The good news is that next year, um, thanks to the work of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee and Ms. Cynthia Hawkins and her group. Um, you guys um, who are a part of Zoom will be able to vote as well on on issues like this. So I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to vote this time, um, but but as of next year, you will be fully included. And I think everybody in FCB is sorry that you're not fully included now, but the way our constitution was written, you couldn't be this year, but will be next year.
17: Okay. I'm, I'm against the motion. The reason being why is, well, that's the way it sounds. The executive committee is coming up saying, either do what we want or we're going to withhold from you, which is not right. Thank you, Eugene. All right. You wish
7: to move to extend debate? I do. Who are you? Hold on. Hold on. Who are you? Sorry.
13: I'm Jimmy taking- Janine, I make a motion is, to is extend there Is there a second?
7: Is there? I hear a second from Terry Forrest. So, I don't think this requires any discussion. If if you're voting in favor of this motion, you are voting to extend debate for another fifteen minutes. If you vote against it, we will call the question. All right. All those in favor of the motion to extend debate, signify by saying aye.
4: Aye.
7: Those opposed? Yeah. Uh, I believe I that the no's have it. Um, if you would like us to count hands, we can. Yes. Yeah. All right. So do we have hand counters? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. So all, if people who are in favor of the motion to extend debate would be so good as to raise their hands, I would appreciate it.
17: Just 14.
7: All right, those, those wishing to end debate and proceed to the question, if you would raise your hands. 29. Thank you. The vote is,
12: is yes? 16.4. Yes. Uh, at this
21: point in the proceedings, uh, the president has has uh, turned the uh, chairmanship of this whole uh, con- convention over to the second vice president, mm-hmm. and and I just witnessed the, the second vice president voting on this issue.
18: Mm-hmm.
21: Enough said. By the way, my name is Sharon Young.
7: No, I think I think she just turned over the the control during this debate. And after that, Sheila will assume her rightful place as uh, FCB's president. So I don't, I, I I don't know what I'm missing because I don't know what your point of order is. So help me, just a second, please. Let the lady speak.
21: My point of order is that at this point, uh, I don't think that uh, the second vice president should have voted. That's. Because I think she was it, acting
7: as chair of the whole. Oh, well, okay. I, I, Enough I, said, don't, I don't I, think it would have, I, it wouldn't have affected the outcome, but your point of order is taken
14: and heard. At this point, can a friendly amendment be added or considered for the resolution?
7: No, I don't think so. Um, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to declare it out of order because we are now at the point where the membership has determined we're going to call the question on this on this issue. So all those in favor of this motion, which essentially would would assert your support for the executive committee and the withholding of funds from ACB, signify by saying aye. Aye. Uh, Those opposed to the resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. The resolution is defeated. So it's been suggested that in the interest of clarity, before this issue goes to bed, we count hands. So all those in favor of this resolution, please raise your hands. Uh, Have we got the count of those who are in favor of the resolution? The ones
17: in favor, raise your hands.
7: Those in favor, please raise your hands. That is those supporting the executive committee.
17: I only have six. Six.
7: Thank you. All those opposed to the resolution, please raise your hands.
17: 27.
7: 27 hands are raised. Um, so, by show of hands, uh, the resolution is defeated 6 to 27. This resolution... Um, thanking the local chapter. Whereas the Florida Council of the Blind has met in the Orlando area for the past several years, and whereas that has meant that our local Florida Council of the Blind chapter, the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind, GOCB, has for all those years performed the task of our host chapter, and whereas... This involves making people available for a variety of tasks prior to the convention and the staffing and stocking of a hospitality room at the convention. And whereas, as usual this year, the Greater Orlando Chapter has once more performed its duties in a stellar fashion, Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention, assembled on this the 5th day of June 2022 at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida, this organization wishes to express our deep appreciation to the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind for its exemplary work in support of our convention. And be it further resolved that this organization asks the leadership of that chapter to convey to its members the gratitude of the Florida Council of the Blind for all their efforts. And the resolutions committee recommends it to pass. Is there a second? There, there are several. Um, did you get a name, Miss Mary? Very good. <laughs> Right. Is there is there discussion? Not hearing any. Not hearing any, I will call the question. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Those opposed? The resolution passes unanimously. So this is appreciation of the Sheridan Orlando North Hotel. Whereas for the past several years, the Florida Council of the Blind has held its convention at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida. And whereas the management and staff of that hotel have bent over backwards to meet the special needs of a large group of people who are blind, while at the same time creating a warm and welcoming environment for our members while at our convention. And whereas this year has been no exception and the management and staff of the Sheraton Orlando North have once more done a stellar job meeting the needs of the Florida Council of the Blind. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind assembled at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida on this, the fifth day of June, 2022, that this organization wishes to express our deep appreciation of the efforts made by staff at all levels to help people attending our convention, whether it is their job or not, and be it further resolved, that the attitudes and efforts of the staff of this hotel has gone far to making our convention the pleasant and effective meeting it has been. And be it further resolved, that we request that the management of this hotel make a special effort to circulate our resolution to the whole staff of this hotel so that they will be aware of just how much their efforts were appreciated. The resolutions committee recommends a due pass. Is there a second?
2: Second,
4: DJ.
7: DJ seconds. The chairman of the resolutions committee says, All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your patience. Your executive committee works hard to do everything
1: we can possibly do for you. We don't do it for us. We do it for you. There's been some stress. You guys think this being on this executive committee is easy? Run for the office, because I can promise you it's not. There's more involved than you could possibly imagine, more diversity, more inclusion, the effort to do that, the effort to make sure everything is done in the proper way, the effort to make sure that we get things done according to what is best for FCB. We take everything to you, and that's why we do it thank you for putting faith in all of us if you have a comment to make later be my guest so <clears throat> the, um, it, the we all work extremely hard for each and every one of you and we appreciate you reelecting us for our my final term and i appreciate your support um you, you've got an awesome executive committee, and trust me, we don't all always agree. But in the end, we try to still be a family, try to still get along, and I want to thank the executive committee.
14: So that's the end of my report.
1: All in favor, say aye. Aye.
14: Okay, so I think that the executive committee does an amazing job, and I throw my support behind them, no matter what decision is made because i'm i'm pro my executive committee i have a question about when We receive an answer from the American Council of the Blind parent body without airing dirty laundry, since this was such a contentious discussion. Will the membership of the Florida Council of the Blind be advised, again, without airing the dirty laundry, what steps were taken from both parties and what agreements and or resolutions were were agreed upon from that
16: point? I, I, I believe that we as an executive committee divided will stand together and give you a hard yes in support of the transparency. So thank you for recognizing that we, we tried to take the cleanest approach and we know we owe you guys an explanation. Um, so, yes, once once there is something shareable and tangible, which is what we were asking for that has not been received yet, you guys will have it. It, it, does anybody from the executive committee not on the same branch there can I just get an audible yes if we're all in agreement there just yes. absolutely no the executive committee yes and yes we're all saying yes so thank you for bringing that forth Anthony and I'm sorry if we didn't make that clear earlier
1: um, are there any other is there is there any other discussion on the executive committee report
10: all in favor say aye, aye. opposed Finance committee. So I'm going to start off by thanking my committee. They did a great job. I will read my notes and present my findings and stuff so that the committee can or the membership can vote on the budget. Uh, We held our meeting via Zoom on March 26th. We got a notice from Mark Webb. He's our financial advisor, and he told us, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing with our finances. And this is the account with uh, the bank, Merrill Lynch. Anyway, as you'll see in the budget, we, we have in a balance of 500 and some odd dollars, 500 and some thousand dollars. Um, <laughs> Um, the finance committee met with Mark and we decided to do some changes so that we were a little little higher risk in what we did. So we got more money. Most all of our statements from Merrill Lynch were over 500,000 as opposed to the 400,000. And um, I didn't really see a need to really meet with Mark, but it was nice that he, sent the note out to us and told us what we were doing, how we were doing. And that's a, that's a good step in our direction because he did give us all some information about our investments. And I think we just need to kind of leave our investments, investments alone. Um, Cause the the market's going to go up and down. There's nothing we can really do to change that. Um, the next thing is um, tax filings. Recently, Noak, Noak was has been our company that does our finances as far as filing our 990 uh, form at the end of the year. We've had to change that because they decided they couldn't or didn't want to do that. I'm in the process of staying in touch with the person who said that he would do it, but it's been a difficult thing for me to stay in touch with him. I've called him several times. And um, he one time, one time he called me, he left me a message or his receptionist left me a message saying he was talking to the IRS. And I said, how does he do that? Because I tried to call him and they never talked to me. So anyway, so I'm staying on that to make sure we get it. We're not in any danger yet. But if this nine, this, if this form doesn't get filed, we could be. Um, if it doesn't get filed in, for three years in a row, then we could lose our nonprofit status. So hopefully that will never happen. Hardware and software. Well, we know hardware. I mean, Elizabeth mentioned some stuff about hardware, but we have a computer that uh, FCB has, is using. It's doing okay right now, but it's on its way out. You know, it's been around for a long time. Sally can probably tell you when you got it. So I did put some money in the budget, I think, to to increase that um so that we can purchase possibly a new computer when we're when we're needing needing the computer salaries. Recently, and life goes on, recently our web administrator. She wanted three hundred, you know, an increase of fifty dollars. Now bringing her salary for three hundred dollars a month, it was um, agreed to by the executive board um, a couple months back. Pam Kiesel, our bookkeeper, also we wanted an increase, and I've in- increased the uh, budget to cover her getting $300 starting, $300, uh, starting in uh, July. Uh, and I and also have done the office of the FCB administrator uh, so that eventually over time and whenever the committees approve it, that, that person would get the $15 base rate for minimum wage. All right, so here's your budget. I'm going to read down this list, and when we get to the areas of Halif- uh, of the uh, Florida Council's decisions for the Braille Forum and the ACB stuff, we'll talk. We, I'll mention it. Um, current assets. We have checking and and savings for the Chase uh, DHSMV, we have $15,431.10. Chase operating is $47,317.42. Merrill Lynch four hundred and eighty five thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars and four cents our total assets or checking and savings accounts comes to five hundred forty eight thousand one hundred and forty seven dollars and fifty six cents other current assets property mortgage and this is our um, mortgage the the the, the Holdings in um, in the Panhandle fifty five thousand one hundred thirty eight one hundred thirty nine dollars and seventy one cents. That brings our total current assets to six hundred three thousand two hundred eighty seven dollars and twenty seven cents. We have fixed assets. That's our furniture and equipment. That is now one thousand six hundred and eleven dollars and sixteen yeah sixty nine cents uh total assets is six hundred and four dollars six hundred and four thousand eight hundred and ninety eight dollars and ninety six cents Florida Council of the blind incorporated na, 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 na. fiscal year twenty two to twenty three ordinary Income expense chapter transfer income is one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, awards is two hundred, so now that's one thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, FCB convention income convention uh, is going to be 17000 dollars even. Convention sponsors. 7,000. Raffle, zero. First timer, 700. Auction, 3,000. Total FCB convention income is $27,700. Fundraising income, ACB Walk, 3,000. Donations, 700. MMS, 3,500. Total fundraising income is seven thousand two hundred general income chapter uh, assessment chapter assessments two thousand dollars chapter dues four thousand eight hundred interest from property is five thousand five hundred dhsmv seven thousand bequest seventeen thousand $981.58. Total general income, $37,281.58. Miscellaneous income, $1,000. So our total income is going to be $74,632. All right, so now we have expenses. Chapter transfer uh, expenses, 1,250. Awards, 200, giving a total of 1,450. FCB convention expenses, 700, uh, convention, 700. Hotel lodging and meals, 20,000. Convention, Insurance one hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Representatives, officers, yeah, and travel to travel per diem is going to be six thousand. Raffle is zero. Total FCB convention expenses is twenty-six thousand eight hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Fundraising expense is going to be two hundred dollars. Uh, general and admin expenses is ACB dues three thousand one hundred and twenty three thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars accounting fees bookkeeping three thousand six six hundred cpa fifth one thousand five hundred in total um, accounting fees was 5100 and that's where I've increased the, the salaries for PAM, payments for services. Um, act, uh, admin wages, $14,500. Web, web admin wages, $3,500. That's $600, you are right. Payroll taxes, I've got it at $1,000. Um, total payments for services $19,100. And uh, the payroll taxes, we had some concerns about that because I took it as uh, we had some discussion with this because this is what the, the actual res, uh, b- responsibilities that we had for paying the payroll taxes, and that's what goes on for the ad, ad, uh, FC admin salary. That's usually it's it's like eight hundred and fifty dollars. So I I budgeted for a thousand board meeting ten thousand dollars, communications and insurance FCB Zoom uh, three hundred and fifty because I it's usually like. I also added in the times that we do this convention and our mid-year, because we do at that time, we also add the webinar, which is a little more expensive. Um, computers and internet is um, 1,600. Officer, director, liability insurance, 1,000. Total communications and insurance is 2,950. ACB donation is right now sitting at 200. Uh, this is where the, we're holding the, the, the
16: $1,000 out. I would like to make a motion at this point, acknowledging the voice of our voting members and to provide the necessary reassurance for the members of the executive committee who are working under any type of fear of retaliation to re-include the $1,000, 500 to the Braille forum and $500 to ACB media as it was discussed and voted on. Folks, you have been heard. Thank you, Eugene. At
10: this point, this makes if, if this is vote what you're gonna have to vote on this motion, uh, that would make this $1,200 that we're gonna give ACB. So my final numbers will come down 1,000 less or more in our expenses. But anyway, so any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Okay. All those opposed? All right, streaming and office office expense, FCB streaming and equipment is zero. They're not charging anything for a Zooming. Office supplies, I have it at 700. Total streaming and office supplies is 700. Officer travel expenses, $3,000. ACB delegate, yeah, expense is 5,000. Annual fees, Mailbox is just getting higher these days. It's five, uh, two, 250 Annual report is $65. Department of Agriculture is 300 Total annual fees is $615. Scholarships, $4,000. And then scholarship travel was 4,000 is is now 500 added. So the total for that is 4,500. Legislative and publications, state legislative expenses, 1,000. ACB legislative seminar, 5,000. Software, hardware, 2000. And the web expense is 1,000. White Canem Bulletin is one thousand. Total legislative and publication expenses is ten thousand. Total general um, admin expenses ninety two thousand eight hundred and seventeen. So now that's going to be ninety three thousand because we're going to spend the thousand dollars. Okay, so um, total expenses. It'd be $96,817 now because of the donation to ACB. And then, all right, so it's gonna be $97,817. And then total income was minus $21,885. $185. Total looks 21. See total income investment is twenty one thousand one hundred eighty five dollars, and that's balancing. But that's added those that little bit of money. We're well, going to
1: have to add the thousand back to the um, income side as well.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All those in favor of my budget, not the reading of it, but the budget.
4: <laughs>
10: um, all those in favor. Opposed? All of our committees have chairs,
1: as you know. If you are interested in a particular committee, reach out to that committee chairperson and ask them if they have an available seat. And they will say yes or no. That's how you go about getting on a committee. You don't call me because I just appoint the chairs. I do not appoint the members of the committee. So any questions about a committee, what they do, that's why I've asked all of our committee chairs to hold their meetings on Zoom so that everybody can attend. And just for an example, we held a meeting in January about our uh, fundraising. And I think we had maybe eight people show up. We're here and we're trying to include every member in an area of inclusion so you have a say in what the committees do. If you don't show up, you don't get a say. So please pay attention to your emails and know that we are trying. We're trying. We're moving to unfinished business, which is very short. New business is not too long either.
13: So I know I had a meeting with the executive meeting board, and I know that it took. I appreciate that I had that I want to know if we are going to have an activities committee going forward, because I really think we need an activities committee. Um, How do we get a committee formed so we have a committee? Do we need to take that to the board? Or do I need to have that meeting with the vice president to get that in motion? Because it's been two years. I don't know how long it takes for things to happen, but I think it's very important.
1: We have not, because this is our convention, this is when we make the decisions, and the board meeting is when we make the decisions that concern the entire body. Mm
18: -hmm.
1: Now, if you want to make that motion, that is completely up to you, but you're going to own it. (laughs) you're going to be you're, you're going to have to take it on and you're going to have to tell me who's on your committee and there is in our constitution bylaws it does say that I have to approve the members of the committee. I just don't appoint. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you willing to take the committee on as the chairperson
13: as activities chairperson? I'm sorry. Am I willing to take it on as if, the activities chairperson? If you're making
1: a motion to create a new committee mm-hmm. you need to put that motion out there
13: i make a motion to form an activities committee for the florida council of the blind
1: do we have a second
13: paul lewis seconded
1: is there is there any discussion
7: I'm, Obviously, you I don't too. object to the idea of, a, of an activities committee, but I also don't like to approve something at the butt end of a convention with a motion. Um, and, it seems, and it seems to me that, that, that the interests of the body would better be served, uh, and I'm not going to make a motion to table, but, but, but by the, having this motion withdrawn now, a proposal prepared, which would be publicized in the White Cane Bulletin, which would be voted on in, in the fall.
13: Okay. Can I I respond to that? Certainly. I would just like to say, when I came to the business meeting and I brought it, I was in tears. And then this next year I came, I raised my hand at the business meeting. I waited for everything to be done. And I wasn't called upon and I got put to the side. I asked questions of who did this. And I thought it was important for people with low vision to do activities. And I understand that some people financially can't do things. And I understand we are a very big state. And I just want us to be friends and hang out together from Miami to Tallahassee to Key West, wherever Florida is. So I thought this was important. But I just want to say that I felt put off because it should not take two years to respond to me and I and I really felt so disheartened by that so I'm very happy by this now I I guess I can write a proposal and do that and I can ask for help with that but I please don't put me off for another two years because well okay Janine
1: to clarify it's only been one year but that's that's neither here nor there you brought it up last year at our convention You finally got with us for the executive committee. The previous. So, (laughs) listen, guys, it is almost noon.
11: See, this is what oh,
1: happened. Past this it's is past what noon. happened
13: last time, Sheila. okay listen. You wanted to rush the meeting, and I waited my turn to unfinished business. And you're like, "We're done. We're adjourning." And you're doing it to me because nobody saw your hand. I apologize. For
1: I jumped that. up and down. I went
13: on Zoom, and then Dan said, "Janine, calm down." And Dan heard me on Zoom. Dan Spoon, not Dan Newton dance moves like gee like, we hear you and then so i'm just saying i had to go on zoom when i was in the room and i was here i for hear the whole you time. i so hear you i've been trying so you're doing it again and it i'm not doing
1: it, it again Mm-mm. i'm going to well, ask if there's I'm going to anthony had, anthony, uh-uh. anthony had something he wanted to say
14: um, Paul kind of stole half of my thunder, so uh, I agree, Janine. I think it's a great idea, and I think that as Paul suggested, a, an actual proposal identifying a few people that would you know be potentially working on the committee. Um, I'm sure that there are a few of us who would love to work with you to get the proposal done get it into the white cane bulletin so the members know sort of a mission statement and what the you know what the committee will do and what some goals are and things i'm sure people will work with you so why don't i suggest maybe you withdraw the motion until you have a more formal proposal ready for the board and, and the membership
1: that, yeah thank you anthony because it does need to have a it, number
10: one
1: hang on um i We do need to have an idea of if if it's going to be needed to have a budget, if it's going to need to cost, if it's going to, how it's going to be uh, performed, created, and what the purpose is. So we do need to have that. Dan Spoon. The
9: the motion that was on the table was to approve a um, committee, a activities committee, Mm -hmm. I think the next steps are the implementation of that and I heard very very definitely from from Paul Edwards that we need to not rush the implementation but I think this body has the ability to pro- approve the motion to form a committee and then ask that that folks forming the committee with your with your work madam president put what has to take place which it has to go before the constitution and bylaws and policy Language needs to be created for the new committee, as well as to the budget committee for a friendly, what can be a friendly amendment of money that would need to be approved to fund the activity committee. But I think as this body, we have what we need as in the spirit of this organization to approve an activity committee. Once approved, let's go through those steps. And as Paul said, let's bring back to the board how the policy and the direction of the committee will work but let's get the ball started let's move forward
1: is there any other discussion all in favor of creating an activities committee say aye Aye. opposed
4: Aye. aye
1: all right um the motion carries um the task force for voting paul that we were not able to um move forward with with that amendment that was made today, do you believe that
7: the problem is taken care of, or do you believe that still needs to occur? <clears throat> Oh, I don't think the problem was taken care of. <laughs> um, what, what, what? I would like to do, uh, and I don't know if she's still here. It's been a long morning for her. Um, is is to ask Cynthia Hawkins, chair of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, um, whether whether perhaps we we could arrange a Constitution and Bylaws Committee where she would perhaps invite me to come and and meet with them um, and. Uh, and and let's see if we can come up with, with a solution. Um, the members of, of this organization know um, that, I, that I believe the method that we use for holding elections is archaic and unfair. And, and I think it's time we changed it. And, and, and if I had my way, <clears throat> Cynthia and I. Um, would try to work out a proposal that we would bring to you uh, next year and if we did that then it would actually be able to apply to elections two years from now so if Cynthia is still here Cynthia can we can we work together to move this project forward but that would be my proposal, Madam Chair, and I will agree to, to, to get hold of Cynthia and try to work with her. I don't think we need a separate task force. I think it only muddies the water. I'd rather do it through the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, especially since we have two years now before this has to come up again. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Is there any other unfinished business? Dan
1: Spoon, if Um, there's no other unfinished business, I would like to let Dan speak. Yes. Sheila,
12: I I had one quick question, and I don't think Jim is on the call. At least I don't see him on anywhere, but um, I'll throw it out there anyway. Regarding elections, for those of us that are going to advocate in our counties for the return ballot option, um, I assume that if we do that, it would cost our counties more money than what we're paying now for the way we're doing it. And so that's my number one question if somebody could confirm that. And I'm pretty sure it probably would cost us more. And the other question would be does anybody have any idea about how much that would cost because i plan on contacting my supervisor of election here in volusia county to see if she would be in agreement with that and i want to have some details before i do that does anybody well, have any they idea? have signed
1: on that
12: that your county not not for the return ballot yeah. oh, we are signed on electronic but return ballot uh, yes that is yes. not that's not even been well, that's what I mean. I was going to go to yeah. see if, you know, if we can contact and this is my thought, if I'm if I'm not incorrect in the process, let me know anybody. But my thought is to at least present a return ballot option to our supervisor of election and see if they would be in favor. Of it. But as I said, if I do that, I would like to, of course, let them know that it would cost more money to do to increase to improve that software that we're
1: already using to be able to do that. So that's my question. Yeah, Jim. Jim would be the one to answer that question because he's been in communication with the other states that are doing it.
11: Okay,
1: then I will contact him. Thank okay. you. Uh huh. All right. Any other unfinished business?
10: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Under old business. Or unfinished business, I mean. Um, Two years ago, when we were working on this estate thing that was originally set, and Jim thought we were going to get $20,000, it turned out to be $17,000, whatever. So I'm still, and he he said that he wanted to donate 10% 10 of that money to the Children's Book Fund from uh, Book Club from National Braille Press. I'd, it was 10% which comes out to one 100 whatever no yeah but I, i'm still i still if it's okay with the membership i'd still like to keep it at 200 just to make it round numbers it just
8: 2000
10: <laughs> you i'm glad you got a good treasurer he really knows what he's doing yeah but what that's fine <laughs> So that's, yes, I have to do that. Yes. So I make second.
8: <clears throat> Paul A. we second seconded.
10: All right. all right. So it's been made motion. And any questions? Any questions on Zoom, Katie? No. Okay. So I will send the money. You gotta say. All- oh, you got to guys got a vote on it. Sorry. Um, all those in favor. I just want to say uh, it's
9: wearing two hats being a the president of the American. Dan.
1: Yes. I don't don't mean to interrupt you, but I do have a question. Yes. Are you speaking as an FCB
9: member or ACB president? I I was better to say that being wearing two hats, both as the president of the American Council of Blind and a member of the Florida Council of Blind for 28 years. Uh, serving in many different capacities and officer positions and on committees and chairs of committees. One, I just want to first thank the membership for understanding the collaborative spirit that I hope is always the hallmark of the American Council of the Blind and the Florida Council of the Blind. (laughs) I truly believe in ACB's five core values that we try to live and breathe every day. And I think these same core values, I believe, have been adopted by the Florida Council of the Blind, which are integrity and honesty, respect, collaboration, flexibility, and initiative. And I think we live those each and every day. I am very proud of the Florida Council of the Blind and how we have gotten involved in so many aspects of the American Council of the Blind, whether it be our community events, whether it's serving on the numerous committees I counted. I think there's at least 20 members of the Florida Council of the Blind that serve on an American Council of the Blind committee. We have members who've been presidents, who've been board members, who've been on the Board of Publications. Cache currently serves on our Board of Publications. Jim Crott is on our board. Paul Edwards is immediate, or not, but is a past president. I will refer to you to a document that was approved by the board in 1996 and amended during Paul's administration and has stood the test of time for the last 20 plus years which is how we have an effective relationship between our affiliates and our national organization. And at that point in time, the real focus was on making sure to keep the anonymity of our affiliates. All of our affiliates, all 68 of them, are their own separate EIN number and own separate legal entity. And it's very important that we understand in the American Council of the Blind to respect our affiliates in the Florida Council of the Blind and all affiliates. And we do not dictate order in any way from the top down in the American Council of the Blind. That's not the type of organization we are. We are a grassroots up organization. Every member of the Florida Council of the Blind is a voting member of the American Council of the Blind. And with the work of our membership last year, you'll be able to exercise that vote either in person or virtually without attending a convention. All you have to do is vote. And we encourage everybody to do that. With my hat as a Florida Council of the Blind member, I think a message that needs to go and hopefully is listened to by our executive committee is the vote of the membership, which is the governing body of this organization, by an 82% to 18% vote today, folks. 82% to 18%. Your membership told you that the vehicle that you used to communicate your concerns to the American Council of the Blind was not what could have been considered an outreach of collaboration. So think about that. Please think about that. Questions have been answer- asked to the ACB Board of Directors about how does FCB communicate to ACB? the best way i can answer that is the person who is responsible for the membership of acb and feels membership questions is the president of the american council of the blind staff questions are fielded by the executive director the way the the way the hierarchy works in the american council of the blind we as members elect officers and board members of our organization The board hires an executive director. The staff members of ACB work for the executive director. If you have questions about their capability, their abilities, how well they're responding to your request, you should make those concerns known directly to the ACB president and the executive director. What's that vehicle to communicate those concerns? At least to this point in time, ACB has believed that for all affiliates, the person, the point person for communication for all affiliates is the affiliate president. In fact, we have weekly affiliate president meetings where all presidents can bring their concerns. We have members of our staff. And of our officers that speak to the affiliate presidents on, if not a, depending on the topic, I would say twice a month a staff member or an officer is on the affiliate calls. So there's ample opportunity to have dialogue, and I would encourage, if we need to have better dialogue, the formal line of communications should be from the FCB president to the ACB president related to the Florida Council of the Blind. That's how other affiliates approach it. In addition, we put a program in place, the board liaison program. It was good to see Connie Sims attend the executive committee meeting on Thursday night. That board liaison is yet another vehicle for communications from the Florida Council of the Blind to what's going on inside of the American Council of the Blind. It's meant to be a two-way street, and please leverage your current board liaison if you have questions and concerns that you would like to have elevated. There's also been questions about how do FCB members work with staff members? Staff members are assigned to different departments or categories. We have membership, we have advocacy, we have ACB radio, we have ACB media, we have development, we have administration and management through our office in Minnesota. The entire accountability chart for the American Council of the Blind, as well as our strategic plan, was shared with membership at the president's meeting on March 11th. It was a 45-minute presentation from the president and the executive director. We shared the strategic plan and the accountability chart. We'd be happy to provide those documents to you for review. But what I'm troubled with is the spirit of all this. As I sat through our wonderful convention, starting on Thursday and going through today, What brought a smile to my face was over and over and over again, our members at this convention rose and spoke in voice of harmony and unison about how proud they are to be members of the Florida Council of the Blind and the American Council of the Blind. How proud they are of the work we're doing as a combined body in the Council of the Blind. Folks, we are doing good work. Look at what has happened with our community events, with now over 8,500 community events that came out of the pandemic. We're a huge silver lining out of a crisis we've all been dealing with for two plus years. Our world is angry. Our country is angry. Please, let's don't bring that anger inside the Florida Council of the Blind and the American Council of the Blind. We are all people. We are all here, I hope, to do the best we can for the blind and low vision community. There is no animosity. There is no retaliation. The American Council of the Blind was here working their butts off as best they could to support the Florida Council of the Blind convention this weekend. I got a call from our executive director on Friday morning when the mixer was down because people were worried. I got calls from the ACB media person. You all got calls. Everybody is trying their hardest. Folks, this is a new world for us. ACB used to do seven or eight conventions a year, and all they did was broadcast. There wasn't all this Zoom, all this video, all this complexity. Yet, with one resource, just hired two months ago, we hired our first full-time resource for ACB Media. With one part-time contractor, ACB is supporting 20 to 25 state conventions a year. Just in the past few weeks, we've done Florida, Arizona, California. These are not small conventions. Illinois, Kansas, There's a lot of stress on our organization and it requires a lot of volunteers. And we've had amazing people that have stepped up and met that challenge. So I ask each of you, please let's work together. Let's work collaboratively. Let's don't lead with a stick. Let's lead with a carrot. And I really believe the first line of communications is between the FCB president and the ACB president. And I stand ready to have any and all conversations with Sheila Young at a moment's notice when they relate to the American Council of the Blind and the Florida Council of the Blind. We've always had a good working relationship and I will hope and pray that we always continue to have a good working relationship. And the Florida Council of the Blind is a proud jewel inside of the American Council of the Blind. It's an affiliate that ACB's members at the national level brag about on a weekly, if not monthly, basis. We're proud of all that FCB does, and we're happy that you're an affiliate of the ACB. Thank you so much. And guys, let's all get along. Let's start, as Pam Shaw said, with love and listening. I'm ready to do my part, and I put a handout to encourage the Florida Council of Wine to do the same. Thank you for listening to me this morning. Thank you.
6: Madam President? Yes. Were you looking for me? This is Cynthia. I had to leave for a moment. Um, Paul wanted to know if he could
1: work with you and your Constitutional Bylaws Committee to work on this task force mission that was established last year that didn't get accomplished and he would like to just work with you and your committee.
6: Yes, ma'am. We We meet every month on the second Monday and we can meet in between. Yes, I definitely okay. want to be involved.
1: Well, he said he's going to
6: reach out to you. Okay, great. Um, Under new business, voting for
1: national, we are doing the same system we did last summer, except some of us will be in person and some of us will be hybrid. Your alternate, I mean, your delegate is me. Your alternate is Mikey Wiseman, president and first vice president. And thank you for reelecting all of us. Um, If the membership is not in favor of sending me and Mikey to Omaha, I'll entertain a motion otherwise i'll entertain a motion for us to go and do the best we can for fcb
8: and i want to add another Where, 15 minutes to it where's the, <laughs> all those in favor say
1: <laughs> and i will i will reach out to the membership because we really don't need to sit here and debate that we'll probably do the same thing katie you are not going to omaha correct I am not. Okay. So we'll probably do the same thing we did last year, where you will reach out to Katie with your vote if it's a contested election. There's five positions, <laughs> five board, and three VOP? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and cash Oh, um, excuse me. There's first thing on my new business, and I completely skipped over it. I'm very happy to ask FCB if they will be interested in supporting Gabriel lopez Cafati for a board director's position on ACB board.
8: So yes, right. absolutely. Second, third, and fourth. And okay, so Mikey
1: moved, Anthony second, Cassandra second. Mary, you got that right. Um, is there any discussion? Okay. All in favor, say hi. 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 Opposed? And, oh, and I'm the representative for the nominating committee. So, Gabriel, I will be happy to nominate you. Okay, um, so we're going to do the same system we did last year where you will reach out to Katie. if there's a, Yes, sir.
7: Um, I, I think it's appropriate for us to also move to support Cache Wells <gasps> <trials> for the <gasps> Board of you,
1: Publications. God. Thank you. Yes, Cache Wells is running for reelection to the Board of Publications. So moved, Mikey, White. Mikey, Mikey. Second, Cassandra. All right. Any discussion? Thank you, Paul. And I knew that I just it just went a, out of my head. Great job! Now she's doing an great awesome job. job. I wanted to nominate her for an article that she wrote, and they said she can't be nominated because she's on the BOP. So, um, all those in favor, say aye. Aye. Ah. Opposed. Good luck, Cache and Gabriel. Um, so, we're like I said, the elections will be. Starting month, no. Saturday night or mo- or Sunday night? I mean, Sunday morning. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday night, so first election. Saturday. Okay. And then every day until they're done.
17: Okay, I'd like to thank everybody for participating in the guessing how many pennies in the jar. Uh, Randy Reed was the winner. He was close. He was a uh, he guessed uh, six thousand five hundred pennies, and there was six thousand four hundred eighteen in there. Wow! So he got that sixty-four dollars and eighteen cents in cash. Wow! That's awesome, cool.
2: Eugene, hey, was that your life savings in that bucket? <laughs>
8: Is that your life? Hold on, savings? on, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. Randy Reed won the sixty-four dollars and some change from the Pinellas Council of the Blind. That's how many pennies were in the jar: six thousand four hundred and whatever. Um, Then Randy Reed was here on behalf of Sarasota. They are donating their scholarship that they had this year because they didn't have um, a scholarship recipient. They're donating their scholarship money from this year to FCB to help with FCB scholarship expenses. And then mid-year.
16: Mid-year's happening. We're at the Sheraton Orlando North Hotel in Maitland, Florida. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that venue.
8: I don't know where it is.
16: And it's happening. I believe the dates we set October 28th and 29th.
1: And what's the room I... Right?
16: am believe it's 99, but I will double check and put it out on the list for you because we do I'm have pretty some sure variations. It's 99, coming up. Mikey. I'm sorry? I'm
2: pretty sure it's 99 plus 10.
16: So we're going to double check that anyways, but yes, we'll go with that for now. See you.
2: Okay, I think that's
1: the end of my agenda. Madam President? Oh,
19: get up and get moving. Somebody get Terry a microphone. So thank you guys for the Get Up and Get Moving campaign. It's a three-year campaign. We're really excited. So get on, get aboard, get up, do whatever you have to do. Um, so we had a workshop to, uh, this weekend. Terry and I, Terry danced, and we did some stretching. We also had a scavenger hunt. So thank you for everybody that played. Um, we had some prizes, and um, our, you had to get 15 items And Janine and Dan won first place. It's a $50 Amazon gift card. So thank you so much. And um, Marion, Marion Strong and, sorry, I'm changing your name. Um, Sam, sorry, Samantha, her granddaughter won second and third. So thank you. I'll mail those if you're not here. Uh, Real quickly, we'd just like to thank Tom Tobin. He might be listening on ACB Media. He is the chair of the ACB Get Up and Get Moving campaign. If you guys are interested in getting up and get moving, please see us. Thank you.
7: Yay!
1: And in conclusion, is there any other new business?
8: I make a motion.
1: Hang on, I've got one final comment that I would like to make, and then I will certainly entertain your motion. And then I have a, a comment I'd like to make to you when you're done, Sheila. Who's that? Pat Lepofsky um pat go 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 quickly please
12: okay i just wanted to say congratulations on another wonderful convention i wasn't there in person but i was on zoom probably just about the whole time and i thought you guys everybody who did a great job and also a big congratulations to all you guys who
1: got reelected on the board keep up the good work and that's all thank I you have. pat you're welcome Um, And that was my comment was these this weekend and these sessions have been amazing. We had diversity, we had new stuff. And it takes all of you coming up with your ideas to make that happen. And I think it was in the exhibit hall was awesome. Um, It was just wonderful. So thank you all for being here. We had more new first timers here this weekend than I think we've ever had. (laughs) So I do want to thank you very much for being here and thank you for supporting FCB. Everybody have a safe trip home.